They were uh, talking about another new zone filled with some of the most rare wildlife you'll ever hear of, like deer, rattles, snakes, crocodiles, and rabbits and shit. I'm sure I got the wrong... <laughs> Those were literally, dude... You know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. That was the article. We've got our fifth zone available, including all these, these special mobs, and then they literally listed normal wildlife in the United States. Filled in streammmo.com. It's crazy that they keep doing it. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming or scratch that geek with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning party members. Let's welcome back the Nathan Napalm. Hey, glad to be back. And also welcome back your Ash and Harold Daedalus. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> If you weren't on, if you weren't watching us on Twitch, you didn't, you didn't see the response to yeah. that, the nonverbal. So, better be catching us here live. Yes, it's the best way to watch or really just uh, listen, follow the show for sure. We've missed two weeks because I was on vacation, uh, but as promised, we are back today. We'll be back again next Thursday, which will help to make sure that we get two of the podcasts in for the month. Because right now we're doing roughly two a month because of me it's my fault i'm writing my first book right now and that process is like very new to me so i'm taking a lot of extra time to make sure i'm doing my due diligence essentially uh with my own project which i will be announcing it you know officially here on this show i've already announced it to the pathfinders on last sunday some of them gathered around um, and i'm going to share that here with you all shortly but before we dig in Got to give a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks for keeping this party's bags packed, provision stock for all adventures here on the show. Um, speaking of the show, if you want to show some support and give us a solid, you can go over to um, the Twitter or at the LFM show on Twitter. Check it out over there. Go to the pinned post. Check out all the places you can listen to or watch the show. Um, go to iTunes if you would. Give us a five-star. Leave us a comment. If you do, we'll literally read that live right here on the show. You can also call in and call into this number, 1-539-664-6801, and leave a voice message. And, you know, as long as it's appropriate, we'll play it. You all have been really good about that on both the shows. Um We've got a lot to do today, talk about catching up on the past couple weeks. Um, we've got a lot of things that happen in gaming news, geek culture, in regard to adaptation, different games in development, um, things going on with different IPs and stuff. So we're going to definitely chip away at all of that stuff. Um, but really glad to be back, everybody. It's been two weeks. Uh, I was off for the two. I actually... I was going to fill that time. I was like, oh, I've got this like game plan. My oh, my baby brother, he got married. That was great. That was a good time. It was on the what was it? The that was right before the 4th of July. Actually, it was right after our last show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 
on the first of July. Um, so that was really cool. Dude, I got all dressed up, man. Had on my vest and my like button up shirt and a tie looking all suave and shit. Went up in there sweating my ass off because it was outside, of course. But I had to look good for the pictures. So I went and did the thing and it was a good time and I'm really happy for him. And then I came back and I was like, all right, we're going to dig in. And I said I was going to grind away the whole time. And I stopped myself because it's a vacation for a reason. Mm. And I'm going to disconnect for reasons. So let's actually do that. And I forced myself for a good look, not the whole two weeks, but for at least, you know, four days out of the two weeks, which to me is really good. If you know me going 90 nothing all the time, it's a uh, pretty solid, but um, yeah. So how did it feel? Um, did it refresh you? It did. It did. It was very, it was strange, a little strange, because I'm just like, oh, I'm so used to being in front of that computer. And I was like, it was like a kid kind of getting slapped on the hand going, no, don't yeah. do not do it. Don't turn it on. I still did things, but I, you know, I do this around June or July and then around the very end of December each year. And I give yeah. myself two two different periods where I like kind of break the routine. I, I find it's really important for me as a creator, too, though, to be not just like, you know, in the artistic realm, but you know, quite literally in the realm of content creation, like on Twitch and YouTube and all that, if I don't take a little bit of time to like actually just um, just disconnect completely, I feel like I don't get a full recharge and I the recharge is really helpful for me. Um, but I'll save my news for, for last. What, what have you guys been up to? Nathan, I know I watched your cringe pony TV last Saturday and I look, man, I'm all about we got to support Nathan. He went full time, but I, I think y'all really ought to like tune in on that Saturday night and just check it out. Um, if you follow his YouTube and you have your notifications on, you'll get it. Um, I didn't get to chat, but I watched it last Saturday. That's uh, it's it's a it's it's some cringe. It really is, <laughs> but it feels like it feels like validating cringe. And I was talking to Nathan before we we got started. I was like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of back in the day when we were kids, and you'd be hanging out at home on like a late Friday or Saturday night, and you're waiting till the very end of the night, and there was like stuff on that was just kind of like strange and odd, but you couldn't but it look was away. So late. But it was so yeah. late that you kind of accepted it. You know, you're yeah. like, I guess this is normal. I'm tired, so I can't really judge it right now. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what I was shooting for, yeah. which is why it has a late night spot. And yeah. uh, uh, but I couldn't make it too late because those things actually happened at around 2, 3 a.m. True. But I can't do a live stream that late. So, um, yeah, and that's what it is. And it's a new episode every Saturday. And uh, it's a lot of – lot of, uh, uh, a lot of work goes into getting those ready and everything, mm -hmm. uh, but they pay off because people love them. And my favorite part about Cringe Pony TV is that every episode, somebody is new in chat. Yeah. And they're saying things like at the beginning, like, you know, WTF am I watching? And then <laughs> yeah. like halfway through, they're like a couple of lulls. And then by the end, they're like, I really dig this. I right. can't wait for next episode. Like, <laughs> you, you, I like to see them progress from like, what am I watching to like, right. okay, it's grown on me. I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my big thing. I am also the other big thing I've got going on right now, mm -hmm. which I just started last week, is I've got yeah. a campaign going. I'm trying to bring back an MMORPG that got um, Vanguard. Just, just got shut one? down. Yeah, Vanguard, Saga of Heroes. So I've seen you um, on there. Yeah, we're moving. We're moving. We've got. We're gonna. We're going to uh, shake Daybreak free of the IP one way or the other. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get it, baby. Trying we're to gonna get. get <laughs> we're gonna get it. I'm telling you because they Sounds don't like care about it. They're making no money on it, and um, 
you know, I've got a lot of people like, hey, man, we'll crowdfund it if we have to. We're going to get that away from them. And we're going to Brad McQuaid's project, too. Is his second MMO? Yeah. yeah. It's the closest to Pantheon. It didn't make it because it had such a horrible, I mean, probably Review, the worst yeah. launch yeah. In, in history of MMOs because it was forced out too early. Um, but they fixed it and it ran great, but it was too late. You know, you can't recover sometimes. So Yeah, it's true. That's a good point, though, about launches, how, how, they can be a bit of a also i think era like the time frame in which that launch versus like what a lot of mmos now are launching when you think of like pantheon rise of the fallen you think of like new world you think of um well a couple that are on the agenda today but ashes is coming out in the near future knock on wood probably probably another year and a half to two years my my prediction my my the my um theory if you will my best best educated guess yeah, um, and and when Sony Online at the time, who owned mm, owned it, they forced it to come out like a week after did. Burning Crusade launched. Oh, what a horrible you know, choice! And, and it was too early anyway. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was. It really did feel like they were like, we care about EverQuest, but we like you, Brad McQuaid. So we're going to we're going to take your game and publish it, but we're going to screw you every time because wow. EverQuest. We don't want you competing with EverQuest. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is that is kind of a dick move, isn't it? And by kind of, I it mean, really it, it really just is. Yeah, that's horrible. Early yep. and like a week after Burning Crusade. Like, what? That's a no. horrible choice. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a, a strong, established MMORPG that's rolling its next DLC out or expansion, and you're trying to drop a new, a new game, it's not really, like, the best idea to try to roll right around that same time. Right. Even with testing, you have to be cautious about that. Even like I remember back when uh, Ashes of Creation was getting ready to do its Alpha One. I think there was a yep. competing, there was a competing spot because I think uh, Classic beat the Burning Crusade was coming up around then. Yeah, because we were talking yep. about that. We were going yep. on about that stinking yeah, dark they, portal pass. And they waited. They like it was and, almost yeah. like everybody's like, when are you going to announce when it is? And and mm. and then when Ashes said, <laughs> hey, we're going to do this. Then Burning Crusade was immediately like, oh, yeah, us too on that day. It's like, oh, come on, Blizzard. Right. Like, yeah, we got something to talk about with them too. How about you, Daedalus? Oh, actually, and yeah, and Nathan said there's almost someone there new every Saturday night. And this Saturday, it could be you on Cringe Pony TV watching and going with the actual Fs going on. All right, Daedalus, how about you, man? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, not, not not too much, but I did take a, a few like uh, mental vacation mm. days too. just did some reading, did, you know, read a book a, a friend of mine suggested and it was quite good. I'm focusing on self-care, self-improvement. So it was some, a good book that I got there and getting some more and just did that, did some of mm. my own like writing, just kind of getting some, you know, things worked out and that was fun too. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Right on, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've, I've had a very interesting couple weeks. Um, I see some people in chat. <laughs> I see some people in chat that I haven't seen in a while. It's really good to kind of see all the homies and and everything. Um, yeah. So for me, um, obviously, I started writing my first book. I was like, I put some time together to come up with something that I felt like would be interesting um, and kind of would feel like it was like a kind of like the right kind of representation um, to get people sort of like talking and curious. Um, I've got a Discord, a Facebook page, which I need to finish knocking some things out on. Um, I've got, what else do I got? Um, all the social media is like Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, which is actually like my old 
my other old Twitch profile from when I started to come back to streaming, I just made a new one. So I renamed that one and just kind of rolled it over. And then I got um, a YouTube page as well. So yeah, all the information's right there. Um, I just kind of recommend everybody use the Discord because if you go into that Discord, I've got a really well, nice, organized that I spent some time on a very pretty presentation with all the links in the in the uh, in the Discord there. So if you're interested in following like you know all of the projects uh, that I've got coming down the chain or all the books and stuff around this fantasy world, it's called the Master's Core. Welcome to come join in. And so the image that you see is essentially like you can't see it, but it's at the center there, and there's sort of like all this like energy flowing to it. And kind of makes you wonder like what it is. And that's kind of part of what I'll be sharing with people over over the next several months. I've been I'm, I'm really like trying to it's been cool, though, because I've been mostly just bringing in all the like homies. These are all people that you're you're normally seeing. These are like what you consider like the regulars in the community. And they've been there. And it's been cool because I've been kind of like getting feedback from people on like, hey, what do you kind of think about um, is like interesting to kind of see people sharing, even if it's like before you actually get the like real details, the the good details of like the story and everything. Um, so I've been like letting people in the community that are in their sort of like guide, um, not really like any decisions as much as just sort of like based on their interest, what they want to maybe start to learn more about. And so some of it's stuff I was already kind of planning and, and then other things are things I didn't really think of. So it's been really cool because it's kind of for me as someone who's going to be sharing it, it's very different than anything I've ever done before. So I just feel like the, I'm kind of practicing what I preach, right? Uh, keep your fingers on the pulse of the community and the people that are interested and listen yeah. to them and let them be your, their, you know, the guide in a lot of ways um, where, wherever you're able and willing to share. Right. So right. we say how it's important for developers to do that. I feel like it's equally important pretty much in any other place where, you know, people are interested in what you have to share, whatever that is. Yeah. Same Good same point. feedback that uh, that I took whenever I grew on Twitch and worked towards getting partner was I paid attention to what people liked, what they what was important to them, what they really were excited about, and just you know follow them because they will guide you. Um, I'm a firm believer that your community or you know communities you're in will guide you and kind of lead you to sort of like answer some of those those questions that you might feel a little uncertain about. Obviously, within reason, because as a creator, you got to kind of keep some things close to the chest. But, you know, sure. over the past yeah. two weeks, I, I realized there's a lot that I can share and still be pretty ambiguous about that's going to give people a really good idea about the world and how magic, like the magic system. I mean, that's something you could talk about for a whole bunch, whole, whole long time, whole whole lot of time, a whole long time between now and that was my attempt at a southern accent uh, <laughs> uh up until you know the time comes to actually share the books and, and everything so um yeah got all the legal stuff done um it's pretty exciting and i actually got a lot done too um i found some really interesting wiki um software that i'm gonna use and it's um doesn't require utilizing a, a server or any anything like that like i can host it all on my own and save it um, and some it's, I'm using Wikipad. That's what I've been looking at. I really like it cause it's just a really neat little program, you know, feels a lot like a word document. And then you got tons of tabs on the left and you can just organize all your things and click around on how you've got it organized on like the left and you'll have your pages with information and reference points, um, on the page. So it's actually really cool. Um, nice. Yeah. It's going to be super little- good. Handy tool, uh, yeah. anything that helps you organize too when you're doing something mm. massive like that. 
Yeah. And then I, then I came to realize exactly how much I had and it was a lot more than I realized. And it was kind of ha- had one of those moments over that break where I was looking at, it, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> it was like just, there was one moment where I looked at it all. I was like, Oh, this feels really daunting. And then I had to just had to take a step back. Cause it was like a lot and then just go, all right, just focus on the step. That's all you got to do. Focus on the step. It's all yeah. there anyway. It's not going yeah, anywhere. Manageable chunks. You don't yeah. have to boil the ocean, brother. Ooh. You got this. Oh, unlike what's happening in the freaking world right now, dude. Oh, my God. Anybody else been hot as shit? <laughs> I have not. I live in Wisconsin. Oh, so, my know, gosh, dude. I'm, I'm still good up here. Yeah, this is definitely the, the humidity is I'm feeling every every percentage point right now. What did you say? I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear you over the sound of the cells boiling in my brain. <laughs> Freaking probably need to put a tap on that sometimes. So there's some exit point so that my head doesn't pop like a more recent fringe episode I've seen. I started watching that recently. Um because that just, is such a good show. God, I love that show so much, dude. It's so good. Like Walter Bishop, man. Every character is just they have yeah. Their arcs are all good. All of their characters, yeah. like, what is it? Um, what's the, the 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 young girl that works with Walter Bishop? I forget. Astrid. Astrid. Oh, Astrid. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's right. Uh, Lance yeah, Reddick's character. All They're all yeah, so well, good. Yeah. All yeah. so good. Um, let's let's talk about a little bit of the shade. I might jump to to throw a little shade at at something he's been in recently that I recently covered as well. But um, let's start off with it with a little bit of the dirty, right? Mm, a little okay. bit, a little bit of the dirt. I'm gonna see get if I can. A little bit of the dirt. Let's get we'll get, we'll get in the dirt and then we'll clean ourselves off on the way through yeah. the show. Okay. We'll we'll get real muddy. Yeah, first. real. I like it. We'll be clean yeah. by the end. Okay. Yes. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Alfina, get the hose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So adaptations are triggering me these days, you guys. They are triggering the fuck out of me. The diversity checklist that has to come first is killing so many things. And you know what the easy resolution would be? Just don't adapt the damn IP if you're going to change it so much. Just create something new for fuck's sakes. Are we about to go into the newest trailer and the Mm. words that were at the beginning? Or am I going in the wrong direction here? No, no, no. I don't think we're there yet. Okay, okay. um, All right, all right, all right. But but that's going to be an interesting conversation. We're going to weave in and out of this, too. So today... On Join the Core, which is the name of the show, because the Master's Core, isn't that fun how I do a little play on the actual core discussions? Or the core of the community that we got our tap on, because we're going to hit on a few things today. But adaptations are triggering the shit out of me. They are. Like, I I know, like, I go on about, like, how the woke narrative is, like, really infecting things. But at this point, it's it's really getting bad. Like, it's it's going in too many places. Although I got to say... Then the most recent uh, Rings of Power teaser. Although I have, look, I'm not changing anything, right? I ranted about this already. I'm not changing my stance. I feel exactly how I felt. But at least this felt better than everything else I have seen so far. Finally felt like, okay, we actually get sort of a snapshot of something. Something with a little bit of like, meat on it right um, i agree and we're only like what a little over a month out from that show now so that's going to be interesting when that comes to pass um yeah and and before we move too far away from or the uh 
sorry, uh, the Rings of Power. Uh, yeah. They, they, I noticed that they put the little thing up now that says based on the work right. of Tolkien, right? I saw that too. And I have a feeling that that wasn't their decision, that either A, <laughs> the Tolkien Enterprise, where I was like, hey, people are getting pissed and you're ruining everything. So look, you're going to have to put a little disclaimer. Or Amazon is listening to the community who's like, we wouldn't even be mad if it was inspired by or whatever. And it was yeah. your own thing. You can do whatever you want, you Reframe know? Frame it. Um, so anyway, I thought that was a better way to frame the show, right? Based on. So it's like, this isn't canon. This isn't, you know what I mean? Like, this is just like. Based on it. Because we've only on got it, the appendices. Right? But dude, I was wondering, I've been wondering about something around this show for a while. Okay. Remember how we talked about it? Like I've ranted on about this on my own channels and stuff for a while, but I, I, I truthfully thought to myself, it seems coincidentally timed and and i'm not i don't and i mean i'm i'm saying this with absolute respect to anyone in the tolkien family okay i am i am i'm just talking about facts here but christopher tolkien passed right he was like what i view as the the shield wall for the the canon world that exists in the books. I mean, hell, if it wasn't for Christopher Tolkien, how many books would we we wouldn't have the Silmarillion, we wouldn't have Baron Luthien, we wouldn't have all of the Forgotten Tell any of those. There are so many books, right? Many more books than there are just the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, by the way, that exist based on all of that to give you snapshots of the mythology, the world, like the the different periods of time, like the War of Wrath and all the things that went down, continents that went down to the freaking ocean, all kinds of crazy shit that went down, which, by the way, we have never gotten to see in cinema. If you think Lord of the Rings is pretty cool, the War of Wrath would be a hell of a thing to see. Like that would be that would be epic if they did that. Um, one day though, we'll have the technology yeah. for them to take off tokens work, right? Run it through an artificial intelligence <laughs> program, right? And, and it will be able to spew out exactly token dude. accurate stuff. Oh, that is a beautiful thing to imagine, dude. Yeah. And that it'll is... be infinite. It'll be like all the token you oh can, gosh, and it'll be yeah. on a subscription fee for ninety nine ninety nine per month, uh, with, uh, optional cash, uh, you know, items available to add to the flavor of the token. You mean like NFTs too? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I don't think they'll exist in that part of the future. I, I'm feeling pretty good about those won't exist. You know what I thought though about because Christopher Tolkien passed, right? A couple years later, they're working on the appendices for the show. Yeah. And I've came to realize something. It do you remember when Lord of the Rings? I don't know if you all knew about this debate. This is gonna we'll consider this our little not really conspiracy theory, but like our little ranting talking point that's sort of out there a little for today. We might have another one too if we have time. But Christopher Tolkien, like he he like basically disowned his son, Simon, over the Lord of the Rings when the movies yeah. were made. And and Christopher Tolkien was actually really against those movies being made knob and all that. And like, he was actually like really standoffish even with like Peter Jackson, who was like inviting him to kind of be a part of a lot of stuff. Like this is all, this is all like legit went down. Right. And Christopher Tolkien and his son, Simon, like they 
had they butted heads over this. Now I don't know the exact details and I never dug in very far to know exactly what those things were, but they butted heads. Right. And, you know, I think Simon was very much like kind of four. And I think Christopher clearly was like, nah, right. About adaptation. Yeah, Simon is a lot more relaxed. Right. And right? Um, like he's just kind of like, eh, and, sure. Why not? You know, and guess who's advising the rings of power. Simon. Mm-hmm. And what Simon says you do. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> gross, dude. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but if you think about that. Well, th- that's why Amazon's doing it, though, because Simon says. Oh, shit. Were you, were you thinking Daedalus? I mean, I was thinking they need to just do like one more layer of rebranding with it being like, instead of saying based on it, they should just say it a Lord of the Rings fanfic. That would be accurate. Fanfic, the most expensive fanfic in all of exactly, history. Exactly, it could be a selling point. The most <laughs> yeah. of, of expensic fanfic ever. Sometimes war against his enemies in chat. Well, I think they should have to put a warning at the bottom of all the entire episode that says this is not canon. The entire episode. <laughs> and, and, and one character every episode should like stop like a commercial yeah. and be like, just so you're aware. This is very loosely based on the works of Tolkien right. and is completely not canon yeah. um, with the show. There was, there was a... <laughs> you know what? Going to Daedalus. You know what they should do also with that is they should say like, you know, you know how they have like in some cases if there's like certain images that could cause seizures and stuff. Oh. It should be like, if you are a true <laughs> Lord of the Rings fan, please look away and, you know... <laughs> Seeds X, Y, and Z because you're gonna get triggered. Seeds may potentially cause. might be fatal. You know, I mean, maybe maybe it has just a to cover quiz. all the bases. Like get the legal guys involved. Just it make like, it legit. You could like ask some really deep questions, right? And if oh, you get no. so many of those right, it's just like, okay, sorry, you can't watch this show. Exactly. It just Netflix is like, no, then you can't. Watch they they it give you a refund for the time that you would have taken to watch it, and then they think, like, yeah, no, no, no. Oh man! But dude. the trade-off is you automatically give it five stars, right? Oh, oh, that's oh. horrible. Mm, that feels that feels that is, like what would really happen right there. Yeah, exactly. Now, now it feels real. Now it feels real. Yeah, Resident real. Evil. Hey, you guys seen Resident Evil? We're, we're going to jump down to that one. I ranted about this. That, look, I, I'm going to say the same thing I said in my rant on my video, people that watched it, right? That was fucking horrible. That is one of the worst adaptations I have ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen some bad, nasty shit. And if you come back to the fringe, Lance Reddick, who played Wesker and is... A spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you don't want to get anything spoiled, don't listen any further. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Literally, it is such, it was, dude, I was so bummed. I was like, okay, the woke freaking diversity checklist clearly came first. Right. And the story. Great actor. He's a, he's he probably awesome. the best part of the show, though. He he was at, I completely agree, dude. When he played the multiple versions of Wesker, I was like that. That gave me Orphan Black vibes, yo. I was like, oh, dude. I feel like I got to see how good he's gotten at polishing his skill set as an actor. It was like genuinely yeah. good. He came in Plus. as like Wesker Prime, and I was like, this guy is an absolute serial killer. That and, school scene, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, where that they're in the good. lab or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I was like, 
that and and it I felt so bad that I loathed that that show so much because his performance was great. Like that was gold, dude. That was like award-winning stuff, right? Right. And they fucked the whole series up, and it's yeah. a part of it. And that's so, so sad, dude. I'm so sad because you know the story itself. If they had just not made it Resident Evil, and let's be real. It, with with what you the story was about, you didn't even need it to be. You could have really just didn't. called it something else, gone with the same thing, not named it the T virus, not named it Raccoon City, not named it 14 years ago, reference any characters, call it something different. People would have been like, that feels like Resident Evil, but they would have respected it and enjoyed it as something different, potentially just like inspired by. Because or, yeah. I saw a content creator who said the same thing really? he was talking about it after I watched. It, I was like, surely I'm not the only one that thinks this is this mm. bad. Uh, so I was looking up and he was saying the same thing, except he said it would have also they could also maybe pulled it off. For one thing, the, the story just kind of sucks. But but yeah, it could have it could have maybe redeemed itself if like it was called something else. Right. Something else. And then at the end, they somehow kept it a secret from you. And then at the end, you found that was called Raccoon City. And you're like, what? This is Resident Evil? And then you might have oh, maybe. that would have been interesting. How you know, hit. maybe that might have maybe hit you a little different then, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, the, the so what's weird about the show to me is like, it's straight up called Resident Evil, right? And then it's like this right. split story of like a very generic, yes. crappy like story of like yeah. a, a kid uh, in school. And then also a crappy generic story of zombies. And it's like together it yeah. feels really bad. Yeah. You know, because it's like you're not looking forward to either. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's a crappy story right. with the kid, but then you're like, oh, but any man's gonna go back to the apocalyptic side. It's gonna be cool. Then it goes that and you're like, this is bad, dude. Go like go back to the kids, go maybe back. that's better. Then it goes back and you're like, no, this is better. Maybe go work back either. to the other one. Yeah. Then you get it's to like Wesker's part, and you're pong. like, oh, this is tasty. But then you're like, but also it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like it fits here. Like it, it, it feels like you vomited and then the vomit went back in you. And then it just keeps you're just stuck in a rotation here. That's what it feels like. But but Lance Reddick's performance was a clean wipe that made you feel refreshed and better again. For for a brief <laughs> yeah, moment. For a minute. Before. For a minute you got to breathe and you're like, oh, you're like, okay. <laughs> oh my god he he really did though i was like oh man that's why i started watching fringe again i was like i gotta get some more of this guy because like i loved uh Bro broils like character i think it's Bro broils right broils yeah H his character like he's so stoic and just whatever and like even his character like arc and progression over the series is like which man fringe i really i missed that that didn't go on longer i felt like they had to fast yeah, track the last parts yeah, um, they totally could have gone like another three or four seasons easily with that storyline. I know. Oh, man. I forgot how soon into it you start to get snapshots of like the bald dude and the pattern and all that. Yes. It's, it's fringe is really good i i i it was interesting like I, I got done watching that resident Evil show then i ran it about it and then i was like lance reddick man damn like and i was like i feel like i need to clean the palette and then i like, went watch fringe like, I feel like I was like, I'm going to go watch something that's a good time. And I don't feel like he's getting the bad end, the short end of the stick on this, you know, because damn, what, 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 
that could have been if it had just been something different, mm-hmm. you know, and that was his performance as clones. Cause that would have been freaking good dude in the right setting in the right. Yeah. Yeah. It really would have, oh. but it wasn't. <laughs> but what's, it up wasn't. With the, what's up with the resident evil? Like, why can't, like, why can't they just follow the, the mm, story that works the legit and that story. people like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's good. Just Fucking follow great. that. Like cre- creepy mansion with all these secrets yeah. in it. Like, dude, uh-huh. that's an award-winning formula. Why are you yes. not just going with that? Yeah, and you know, I was I was talking to some people this week in uh, in our Discord, and they were talking. We were like talk. I mentioned it, and then like I think like Meat Hooks was in there talking about it, and um, Mano was in there talking about it, talking about like our favorite Resident Evil like games. Like for me, it's like one, two, and four, and then. Um, yeah, we were like just talking about it. And then he brought up that Resident Evil movie that came out not too long ago that I actually watched that's, I believe, on Netflix as well. Yeah. And at the end of it, it's like the live action one. They also had an animated show on Netflix, which yeah. it was. I mean, that okay. one was clearly set in like the, the the universe at a different time, like later. Right. So right. It, it was kind of felt displaced. But like I, I got down with it. It was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like amazing, but it wasn't bad either. Um, but this, there was like that movie that came out that I watched, and that was like a step down below the sh- the animated show that they had. And so at the end, you got all the characters walking out like we're badasses, and I'm like, I wouldn't be walking out at the end of the movie like this was the most badass adventure you've ever seen when it was like poop, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then we get downgraded even further to this Netflix series. It's like, oh, wow, how far we've fallen with this. So, gosh, I wish there were, was like a law against, you know, some something. And it, you know what really bothers me about it is that the franchise on the video game side is like back. You know what I mean? Like five kind of oh. eh, six eh, and then seven was great. Then eight's been great. And it's like they're kind of like back on the rise here. But yet on the television side, it's like almost gotten worse, maybe. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm about to lose my shit again, too. My brother and I on Bro Day Monday watched the new Doctor Strange movie. I don't know anything. Oh, my God, dude. No, it's bad. It's Cringe Pony worse than Cringe Pony. (laughs) It's worse worse than MMO (laughs) Cop and Plant, man. Dude, I was like, what the fuck happened? It, they even brought in a bunch of characters and they just it uh, I, it, it, it was a very confusing uh, ride you watched it i i watched that like uh um, oh, they did characters ago. i was i just couldn't cliche yeah. dialogue you're like oh. yeah you finish eating your popcorn was it that bad you you felt that I, your I popcorn think I, was poisoning you, I think. If, <laughs> you were choking on the popcorn as you were falling asleep at the same time because it's like, I need to get, I need to escape. <laughs> uh, My brother and I legit looked over at each other so many times with our hands over our faces. It was so bad. And I was just like, <sighs> I heard Lo- Love and Thunder's pretty bad too. I haven't. Haven't seen oh, that really? One. No, don't. <laughs> oh, Daedalus sounds so bummed out. <laughs> I re- like Thor is one I like in the MCU. Thor is one of my favorite favorite I, characters. I mean, I Chris Hemsworth get, is awesome. Uh, the, the 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 word on the streets they get too childish and playful with it. And it gets a little stupid. 
Yeah, I did notice like a few of the things in the trailer. Yeah. I'm like, I hope the whole movie isn't like that. Oh, that's that's bad. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I heard. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I know that I will at some point, and I fear that I'll be back on here ranting as strongly about that as. Well, this was very therapeutic. Forty minutes into the show, and uh, we haven't really talked about our talking points yet, but it feels good to get it all out because I got to get it out somewhere, man. What is going on? This is exactly what I'm talking about, right? People that we don't have when there's no creativity left in people, they just go. This is the thing, though. I actually was watching or reading a book, by the way. It's um, if you're into story plot development stuff, there's one I read a while back by Blake Snyder. It's the it's called Save the Cat. It's just considered like one of the one of those books that's really good at like you know creating good stories or whatever. And this is a screenwriting book, but there are certain things that he, he goes along and talks about and he actually references Hollywood. This guy has written scripts for Hollywood made, uh, I think he's passed now, but he has done really well in Hollywood in the past. And he was referencing a lot of things about the film industry and what they're doing. And so after having read that book, now that I see what they're doing with adaptations, I'm like, Oh my God, he's right. Only it's 10 times as bad now. So if you want some insights, it's a, it's a good book to read if you care about story uh, development, stuff like that. So, <sighs> okay. <clears throat> now that we've gotten all that out the way, um, we can start the really good rants. Um, and and I guess one thing to say is, I guess if you keep making the mistakes you're making, um, Netflix, uh, Microsoft might actually be buying your ads. There's some speculation. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Microsoft swoops in, man. At the right moment, they're like they're like a like a vulture, man. They're like, wait a minute, is that one? That one looks a little sickly. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was sickly. Get it, get it. Worst yeah. scores. Of, uh, it says worst scores, worst audience scores in Netflix history for that one. So, yeah, for what? Wait, for, what? for Resident Evil, it's the worst, worst score in history. Well, I'm not and, surprised. And it's, they, it's yeah. So Netflix has been not doing good for a while, right? Hang on, though. Yeah. Hang on, though. Before we just take a total hoopoo mm -hmm. all over Netflix, they <laughs> did just recently really knock it out of the park with Stranger Things Season 4. True, that dude. It was, was good. Oh, oh, my gosh. It was so the every last two episodes second. are still September? I uh, know <gasps> they're done. Oh, no. It's it was over. July, I wasn't it? Yep. Oh, shit. I watched them. Dude, every <gasps> second of that, oh. I, I savored it like like a like a fine wine. It was it was just swish it around in your mouth and just gobble it up. It was delicious, man. Best season. Let me make sure I'm not telling a lie here. Yes, Ooh. best season I've ever seen of a show. You I mean, I'm just yeah, I got to rewatch that from the beginning. I want to just I want to just immerse myself. Yeah. I haven't done yet. The people who were pissed about the one scene are idiots. Really? That was the most. Oh, damn it. Best, that was the best way to do what the story was saying. The way they did it, it it's just like, man, I almost cried. It was it was really? done. It was done so well. And, and oh. then I was sitting there like, wait, that was the scene everybody was complaining about. Like, we're getting crazy. Like, that was really well done. Yeah, very good. Love it. Love, love it, love it. In season three, I really. I wasn't gonna. I was like, I'm gonna watch season four. Season three was okay. I liked some of the characters. Three was yeah. It was bad, but it wasn't the you know. It was a bad. It was the weakest. It felt like the formula was getting long in the tooth, and I was like, well, it's pretty much over. I think for the show. But then season four was like, bam! It was like, oh, oh, snap! Yeah, four was like revving it up, man. I was like, oh my gosh, dude! Like they they just yeah hit the gas for real. And now I'm like super curious. I forgot it was July actually. 
Yeah, I'm actually really excited, early. dude. I was stoked. I was like, I need to know what the hell's going to happen in the last two episodes. You're going to like it. And they're both uh, really long. I think they're yeah, each they're like an like, hour and 40 minutes. I heard something. they're like movie length. Yeah. Good. Damn. Good I'm stoked, dude. That's I'm actually really looking forward to watching that now. Because it was really going good this this season for sure. Yeah. Oof, I damn. Did, I, I did notice they made a couple of mistakes, though. Did they? They Ooh. accidentally put a Today Coca-Cola Classic. Did they really? <laughs> They've been really good about being like authentic. Oh, true. You know? and, yeah. and I seen it. I was like, dude, you messed up. That's like the classic I'm holding right now. That's not. There was no such thing yet. It was just called Coca-Cola. It wasn't called Classic yet. Yeah. I, I uh, Stranger Things. Parallel universe. Parallel universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was yeah. going to like it originally, but I, I got into it. I really did get into that show. I wasn't sure because it's like, oh, it's a bunch of damn kids and stuff. But dude. It's, it's got that. I know it's obviously what they're going for, but right. it really nails that like Stephen King kind of it mm, uh, yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, it. and eighties. They I, really hit that's the why 80s I liked it. culture, like with everything too, right? And you grew up in eighties, which yeah, you, you know, you feel it. You're you just feel like, it. oh yeah, this is real. Yeah. Like even the. I always forget his name, and I need to rewatch the whole thing. But the lifeguard character from season three, that oh, right, right, the brother, he. uh Really? We all, there was there always was that guy yeah. at the freaking pool and all the public pools there really yes. was that lifeguard like yeah. so well done so well done. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> i'm telling you dude um i mean do we want to hit on i kind of want to hit on this uh, bad adaptation stuff a little bit all at once all right and get it out the way so um, are we gonna start with dungeons and dragons honor uh, among memes let's I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll do that and then we'll get into the gaming stuff because we can throw some shade at, at uh, Blizzard hashtag Dweedle as we get into some of that. I feel like let's save the best for last because I think gaming wise, we've got we got some good stuff to talk about for sure today. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So look, what are your thoughts? Honor Among Thieves. I saw the. I actually watched the the preview trailer right before we got started. I, I mean, I love me some Chris Pine. I mean, he's my boy. He's been in some really good stuff. Yeah. But I, I was I was crying on the inside watching this. I'm like, no, no, it just got it. It <laughs> it, it was very, I would say, like Hollywood. And mm. I, I totally get like the fun factor of it. If I wasn't like so attached to the fantasy genre to begin with. Okay. It was just it just looked like a bad like 80s version of a fantasy story. And I just I got like I got I felt some cringe on the inside remembering the other Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. And I was so I, stoked for I, it. I, I watched it. And, like, and I was like, You're you're doing it again, dude. That, What's the yeah. definition of insanity? Doing the same shit and expecting a different result. This is this is not good. I mean, Chris Pine even can't save this shit. I'm sorry. I just I from the trailer alone, <sighs> and if somehow they pull it out, and maybe these like the Sound trailer like bits me are, about the Rings of Power right now. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, <laughs> it's like maybe I have hope because it's it's still D and D, and it's still like you know the fantasy stuff that I love, and yeah, the the you know the effects look good, but at the end of the day, it's like it just it just felt very hollow vapid it just the preview, it felt like an yeah. amazon fantasy adaptation or something yeah, Ooh, that's harsh like homie it does feel like it though the costume it design does a little does though it. there's something like modern about it and it's like why oh uh, yeah modern? and yeah, then yeah. the music choice for the trailer it's like yeah 
that doesn't feel like D&D to me, man. You know, like that's a good point. An epic kind of score that, you know, was orchestrated, you know, that really like, I don't know, man, Uh, it did it. I I think that it feels like Amazon made this like the same team that did uh, the Rings of Power. That's exactly probably the best. Wait a yeah, <laughs> I like your reference to looks too modern in costumes because that's that's actually that is exactly right. That's that's what it is about the Wheel of Time and the Rings of Power costumes that are kind of like don't really yeah. it doesn't you know what I mean it doesn't doesn't just it doesn't have that feel of lived in. It feels too clean and produced and manufactured as opposed to like hand sewn or something. You know, like yeah, like in a fantasy world where you don't have you know industrial engines to sort of like mass produce all the things you want in your world. Right. Um, and that stuff yeah. matters because it's like yeah. to get really immersed and to really feel it. Like I never imagined my characters or when I play D and D to look all crisp like that. Right. I imagine them all mm. rugged, dirty and they're traveling a lot and you know, they're fighting and they're, you know, uh, when they go to an end, they're just crashing and then they get right back up and haven't bathed in a week. And you know, like they got big old right. gnarly beards and, not that that's like fresh cut like dude yeah what kind of medieval world is this you know (laughs) yeah and i agree with you on the music nathan it's like it just felt so out of place i'm like freaking pay a composer man you don't need classic rock to go with the fantasy movie and i think that's what they were going for is like you know oh yeah the 80s or uh, you know and it's like but no, like you see how stranger things used 80s music but they were like really selective with was like era too Yeah. yeah But yeah. it, it fit yeah. the time period, right? Yeah, Versus this, which is like you're in a medieval type of thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you could you could make an epic score, right? Yeah. You just hire Some a composer. Yes. Yeah. Get a don't composer. just license. Yeah. Don't just license classic point. rock and slap it on there. Yeah. It just didn't fit. Yeah, there yeah. were like some of those scenes. Like it looked like like I'm I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna say I'm devil's advocate here, but I watched it and, and it looked like it could be good, you know, like it, it looks like it has potential. It's so hard to tell, but but there were those things like, yeah, I guess you're you know, I didn't think about the music part, but yeah, that definitely was missing for me. Um also, like, I don't know what it was about Michelle Rodriguez in there. She just didn't feel like she fit at all. Chris Pine kind of wasn't getting a fantasy vibe from him and i love the guy as an actor he i watched this yeah. recent movie the i think it's called the contractor which was like oh i gotta watch that Ooh, that was good boy that was real good i was like oh nice that was a good 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 one um so and he's you know i love him as kirk in star trek he's played some he was great in these other uh what was this one called there was like carriers or something there was a lot of he's done a lot of great films and uh this one it I was I wasn't sure about his character, but I liked towards the end. It seemed a little funny and lighthearted. And then it had, he had his loot, and I was like, "I'm not sure how I feel about this." Like, part of me is like, "I totally this... thought of you when they did that." <laughs> did you? <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute! Did, did I just hear something?" Oh my god! This this has got to come on the podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? What, wait, you thought of me because of what exactly? Elaborate. A thief and a, and loot. I mean, come on, dude! How can you do that? <laughs> Isn't that the wrong show for this? <laughs> 
it's 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 happening. In their defense, though, it's the happening. Al, the owlbear looked pretty cool. Oh, that was so that was the actually badass. I like how they got to like that girl about picking her up in the party or whatever, and then you and he and he's all like treating her like kind of like oh man, you know like what you gonna do here, and then you get, see him in the battle, and she like transforms into a freaking owlbear, and it's like doing all these crazy acrobatics. I was like, I like her. I was like, yeah. she, she's killing it right now. That girl cool. is carrying this damn trailer right now. I just wish that they would. There's this weird thing with Dungeons and Dragons where they think they got to be like a comedy, right? Oh, it's a good point, which and is what like, the last one failed horribly at doing. Like, don't do that. I just Keen. don't get that. Like, you don't write like these books back here aren't written as comedies, right? Like I don't understand why when they make other no. things besides an adventure, it's all comedy based. Like that's um, okay. I guess every yeah. once in a while, but they keep doing it. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a bit of a hard take on this one. When they do that with fantasy, I almost feel like it disrespects it a bit. Ah, me too. Yeah. I, you yeah. know what like I mean? I feel like fun of their own thing it's, it's like, Hey, it's cool to make stuff nerds like, but let's just give them like an undercut while we're at it. Sort of a thing. That's yeah. actually how I feel. I'm like, do we have to be dicks about this? Can we take it seriously? It doesn't have to be a joke. Like, you know, right. and that probably makes me seem like I'm a really hardcore nerd or something by saying <laughs> that. But, but, but like, it, it's just as respectable as any other thing. You're not doing that with these crazy fantasy worlds that exist that have been turned into movies. Like, you don't have to take a tabletop fantasy setting and do it to it because it's a, because it's a tabletop game. Right. Like I, it just, to me, it's like treat it with a little bit more respect. Like there's how many people that love this shit? Countless. A millions lot. and millions. It's actually uh, more popular now than it's ever been. Exactly. So yeah, let's not do a Wayans Brothers version, please. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, if you did that every once in a while, that'd be fun. But it's like, <laughs> we keep getting it. We're, it's like. In a 20 year period. We, yeah. It, it, 20 year period. We had the goofy kind of makes you feel like this is really absolutely horrible experience. Can we let that okay. one be where we're moving from and, and make a serious, like, so here's the hoping. Cause if they can, you know, sell it like that, 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 like the loot thing at the end, like I was like, that could either be really funny or that was just framed to look funny and actually not be great. You never know. Yeah. 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 Homie don't play that. And sometimes they make bad teasers and then the movie's great too. So here's me hoping that that's yeah, the case. That's yeah. I mean, I might still watch it just because, but it just, it oh, just I'll felt it. so bad. I will definitely watch it, it just because so I, have bad. To, I have to know for myself, but it, it's going to be sort of like the, uh, the, the last D and D movie, right? Like it's in my Amazon library. Every time I skim past that, I feel ashamed of myself, but until you finally do, <laughs> until you finally do watch it. You're like, all right, fine. You shamed me enough. I'll watch it. I mean, like when I feel like punishing myself for something, I'm just gonna turn that on. Like, <laughs> you're bad. You're bad, Phoenix. Okay, go watch your go watch this horrible show and re remind yourself of the bad decisions you made in your life. Like purchasing this. There it is. Own it. Own it. Cry. Salty so tears. I, I know what hell's gonna be like for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right. You ain't wrong, man. So there's that one. There's a, also, I heard a Fallout series. Yeah. Wait, what about Fallout? Begins filming. Mm -hmm. Here it is right here. That's going to be bad, guys. So um, go ahead and, go and call it. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a big failure. Yeah. So Walton yes, Goggins confirms filming has begun on Fallout series. And the image is kind of, I'm not really too sure how to feel about it based on what I've seen thus far. Obviously, Just I don't quit know. wasting your time 
and spend all of your time. All those people working on that should be all working on the next Elder Scrolls game, guys. Quit wasting time. Forget about Fallout for a little while, okay? Fallout got one not long ago, okay? They got lots of them. You got mm-hmm. Fallout 76. You got all kinds of Fallouts in between Skyrim, okay? Can we just... Can we just... Everybody just please... But dystopian. Spend all your resources and money on the next Elder Scrolls, please. Please. But... but. But Nathan, dystopia, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had plenty of that. Man, you know? you know, the, one will make, the thing is, like, I would love to see a Bioshock movie. Ooh, damn, now would that, that could, be nice. That could be done well. They didn't F it up. But they would F it up. But Anytime if they, they did adapt it, anything now, I'm just like, oh, no, it's going to be sucky, isn't it? Yeah, just get something new. <laughs> what? Like, right? Aren't, there are really, there are literally... Some really cool, like stories out there that have been written that aren't even being graphic touched. novels. Yeah, there is. We had like that big boom around like 2010 or so. Yeah, just all these really good graphic novels came out, and I was like, "Oh, sweet! When these come to movies, like it's gonna be sick." Mm-hmm. And most of them didn't. Damn shame, most man. Did not. And then when they do get a good one, they just can't. They don't know what to Screw do with it. Screw it up. Wander it away. <laughs> So here, here's a here's one I want to I'm going to I'm going to drop this right here because I love where our, I'm kind of eager to get to the gaming stuff a little right now, to be honest, um, consider it me needing to clean the palette. But there's this one, right? Stargate reboot original actors. What are they? They were actually trying to get the original actors together. Uh, the original actors from what? Stargate. From original Stargate. Stargate. I heard a rumor of this like six months ago or something. And some article, it was like they're working on trying to get the original cast from Stargate back together to do like another Stargate movie. Oh boy. Okay. <sighs> now that now that sounds promising. Look at Dale the only thing that's a right down, now. The only was, thing that's a downside. And now don't get me wrong. I I love me some Kurt Russell. I think James Spader is one of the most finest actors yeah, i've is. ever like watched mm-hmm. i mean if He's you good. haven't seen blacklist it's so good you know, get, get your ass to mars yes. and watch blacklist because that is that is one of the like most the most uh like layered psychological like crime yeah. show out there love mm-hmm. it I actually need to go back and rewatch and catch up to whatever the current is because I, I love that show so much but i just i just don't i'm not sure about the original cast because i know they had some of, of them that are just not interested right. in it but i feel like the other thing and it, this was mentioned in the article and it made it, i didn't think about it until they mentioned it in the article they said something to the effect of well if they did get the original actors they would either have to do like a multiverse thing which they haven't really delved into before or they'd have to like disavow sg1 and all the iterations after that they from would. canon and i was like don't do that. Don't do that though. And and see that was like that was my one fear of it. It's like I would love to see more Stargate. It's like Stargate is probably like my top show in terms of, and I love Star Trek, I love Star Wars, but in terms of like shows that I like have loved so much, Stargate is one is up there. Any yeah. iteration of it, whatever they did with it, I was watching it. Um but I just I just feel like mm, that's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be a tough sell, like unless they maybe do like a generations thing, like they did with Star Trek, and Ooh. that's how they do the handoff. Oh, that'd be interesting. 
but I still feel like that's got to be like a you know Richard Dean Anderson handoff, not a Kurt Russell handoff. Uh, I just I just don't I don't see it like really yeah. working unless they crap all over SG one, which was you know to me it's like all the work was great. Like the original movie, I loved. And when they, I saw that they had a series like way back when I was like, oh, this is awesome. I love this that series. Took right? a hell of a turn out the gate too, from where the movie left off. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some and they just got characters again. Like they did. The, and they did like, you know, what we talk about, like comedy done wrong in serious matter stuff. They did comedy so right in that it was always like there was, you know, an undertone of seriousness. There were serious things they were dealing with from a story standpoint, but they always found a way to like insert humor in some way mm -hmm, that yeah. it wasn't detracting from the story. It added layers to the characters. Yeah, it wasn't right? like like Sam said earlier, it wasn't self-deprecating. Exactly. You know, that's when it gets a little, you know, a little annoying is when it's like you're you're kind of like, you know, ruining yourself right now, right. like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of make yourself like look a little skeezy. Yeah, say so. somebody in chat earlier said like that fourth wall break, right? Yeah, like, true. Can't pull that off on a serious franchise, I don't feel like. You know what else you can't pull off? A shred of decency when you exploit people's <laughs> coin purses with a game like Diablo Immortal. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Am I right, Bobby Kotick? You are a dirty man, okay? In my opinion, you are a dirty, dirty human being, right? He has been tied up in so many filthy things have gone down a blizzard. And then they come out and be like, Diablo Immortal's great, man. That, they're like a, literally like the bro culture that they've been like, you know, framed as having had with those sexual like allegations that have gone to court. They've had stretched out, right? This just doesn't, you know, doesn't make you look better when you just double down on. We're cool with being filthy. We'll take that money, baby. We don't care. Yeah, we got no yeah. conscience. So they game explained us on, yes. like basically being like, no, Diablo Immortal is <clears throat> good, regardless of uh, everybody. Uh, you know, um, we sat down. Basically, the, the guy says at Blizzard. We sat down and was like, how do we get Diablo to a lot of people for free? And, you know, a really good, high, polished Diablo game. And 99.5% of the game is free. And the other 0.5% costs you $3 million. Like, yeah. you know, that's fair. You know, like, that's, that's fine. Um, wow. That was, that, was, that was definitely one of those moments where it's like, dude, you're totally game-splaining us. Like, everybody knows. We know. I know, and I, right? Yeah. Yeah, we need to introduce a Dweedle alert and like have like a <laughs> because I read that exact line that you were talking about. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You, are you telling me right now? Because this this is how they wrote it, which I thought was it was so cringe. It was like they claimed they were implementing they, they implemented this these microtransactions to make the game more accessible. What? No, 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 the game isn't dude. accessible unless you have a credit card. <laughs> then it's accessible. So no, that's not accessibility. That's dirty, dirty monetization. And like, I love that. It's like, oh yeah, but we only do the monetization at the end game. Yeah, when it matters, right? Nobody cares necessarily about the leveling experience because it's a joke, right? You can get up to max level with a, you know a decent amount of play in a 
couple of weeks or so. Like, I, I proved that, and I wasn't necessarily playing it that much. No. And now they're saying, oh, yeah, but we're, yeah, we only do it at the end game. So yeah. it doesn't really matter there. Really? It doesn't matter when your end game is PvP and that is the like, game, right? Before yeah, exactly. all the game, you have to pay. If you want your E peen to be as big as the next guy in game, and you want to go run around with your little E peen swords in game and actually beat the other guy with their E peen sword, which you probably want to take a look at that because that's pretty crazy, like visualizations and um, imagery. <laughs> if you think, of, but like literally, it's gonna be like, oh, you don't have, you don't have hundred thousand dollars. Oh, how sad. Shouldn't you make more money? Do you really belong here? Oh, is there something wrong with you? Is there? Is there? Then maybe you need to. Maybe you just need to make more money to play our game. Because like, you don't have a hundred thousand dollars. You don't even have two hundred fifty thousand dollars spend to get those cosmetics and, and gens for the gear. Um, this is great because the, the continued quote was this. The philosophy was always to lead with great gameplay and make sure that hundreds of millions of people can go through the whole campaign without any costs. From that standpoint, I feel really good about it as an introduction to Diablo. So... The monetization comes in at the end game. So what I hear here, okay, let me read the subtext to you of what the real message is, is we wanted you to really enjoy the ride for free so that we could cause you to feel that if you didn't pay, you couldn't continue to enjoy a journey in this game. That's what it is. It's FOMO redefined in this word. That is literally the game explaining what FOMO is in a way that makes you accept it. And get better, money, you filthy ass. Better if you got to enjoy the game all the way up to end game, then they're like, sorry guys, we gotta make money. You know what I'm saying? 60 bucks. And then, you know, then you're done. 60 bucks, play. For, that would have been future way content, better. It'll That'd cost been way this. better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they would have hey, made it. Yeah, would've that would have been fine. Now, I wouldn't have even complained about that. They like, had a yeah, battle pass, bucks. too. On top of the gems, you have a battle oh, pass. Right? Cosmetics, like all that stuff on top of it. Jeez. Just realized, guys, we've been reading this article wrong. Everybody's misinterpreted this article. <laughs> oh. I just realized. <laughs> okay. It, they did make it more accessible. Oh, how horrible. I, didn't, I can't believe we missed this. They did. Oh, they did? Not for oh. not for us, for them oh. to get into your wallet. Oh, can you explain to me? Access, uh, making it accessible for Blizzard to take your money into your bank account. Oh, so I should really Not, just have my wallet out for him to begin with. Yeah, the thicker What's, the wallet, the thicker the EP. Well, see, here's the way I look at it. This, this, this argument, this argument, you know what it reminds me of? No. It, remind, it reminds me of a drug dealer. Let me give you a taste. I'll give you a little bit of taste. And, and then when you want more and you want to get higher... And you just pay me some more money, and you pay me by the by the drink. You know what it I'm worked, saying? It, it works on the streets. Oh god, That's oh so my funny. gosh, this is like and and of course, just one other tidbit. They made 24 million in two weeks, so it's like yeah. apparently their shitty Dude. ass formula is working for some people. Oh, oh man, and that that's, that's what drives me even more nuts. That's what drives me even more nuts. We have you know, like. Such a clamoring of gamers that are saying, stop this shady crap. And then we've got another set of gamers that I don't know if they're the vocal minority or the vocal majority or whatever they are, but they're going in and they're feeding this beast. And it's like, All right. 
Well, hang on a second though. Hang on a second though. I've got I've got some data here. So okay. 24 million the first two weeks, right? Is that what you said? Let's assume, let's just give them benefit of the doubt that that continues for the next two weeks, right? Um, since we don't have that in front of us. Oh, so dude. that would be uh that'd be $48 million, right? Which is good. First month, 48 million. Except for Diablo 3 made 49 million in its first month. It beat it by a million. Oh my gosh. So dude. is it really worth it? Or are they just pissing off their fans to make almost the same amount of money? I'm curious what the Diablo revenue so far is. It says, yeah, it's generated yeah. as of July. By day 30, 48.9 million. Diablo 3 beat it by 0.1 million. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude, that's crazy. So there you go. It's, it's working, but it's not really. You know what I mean? Like, it is working, but they're pissing off the community. They're getting everybody up in arms, and they actually technically made less money. Damn. You know, they just want to keep milking the cash cow. They don't. They don't like the one and done, man. Mm -hmm. They they want more. I have no interest in Diablo Four now. Like cause they, oh, they, yeah. they even talked about having like a cash shop or white microtransactions. I was like, yep, nope, we're good. We're good, man. How about how about this when Ubisoft is uh, was pulling their older games? Did you see that? Which also takes your DLCs. I was like, dude, that isn't yeah. it. We got wait, another what, one to jump game? into. Yeah, wait, wait. Uh, Ubisoft is pulling uh, online older games, like some of the older ones they had, which actually yeah. will end up taking away the DLCs you had for them too. Yeah, any online features are going to be disabled mm -hmm. for a selection. They're older games. Yeah, yeah. Like that. so, Splinter Cell, Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed, Brotherhood, like one, actually two, three, Brotherhood and Liberation, and so on. So any like features that they had that were online enabled, they're pulling. I'm eager Which, to get into this one. The owners of these companies, do they like have like an eye patch and like a crooked mustache and like they sit there like forgot <laughs> the pipe, the pipe of the cigar. <laughs> and they're petting like a decrepit, like skinless cat. Like <laughs> that's I want to say it's a good point. Night Screen brought up a chat. Overall, Diablo Immortal is a total financial failure. If they can't get into the Asian market, that's actually an interesting point because they weren't they're not allowing them over there, Diablo Immortal. Yeah, why do you think that is? Hmm. Because they know they're a shady bunch of jack wagons. That's why. Oh no, it's because they can't get their their nice big hefty cut too. Because they'd be down with it. You know they would. That's the eastern most eastern MMORPGs, man. In general, are like pretty pretty. I I played some of them, man. I'm. It's, it's yeah, they, it's similar. They're down with that. Yeah, they're down with that. They're down usually. with that. That's their methodology, man. Like that's literally their methodology. I think they invented it. I think actually, I'm pretty they sure. It. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't be surprised, right? Don't consider that like a legit well, well, it's just a culture kind. difference too, because it it's, it's very common to go there and you go it's to a, common, yep. a, a PC bar and you pay per hour, etc. You know, and that's just the way it is. So that that's going to bring us to the, some of the games that we are looking forward to talking about. Why don't we jump into something to sort of clean the palate a little bit here, right? Because we got some Ashes stuff. Because I'm pretty pretty stoked. We talked about this last week with the uh, Ashes Pathfinder podcast on Sunday, right? We hit on specific things talking about, and then I ended up having a whole talk about Intrepid Studios versus Pay to Win because they're going, they're it's 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 an actual like discussion point, right? Talking about like so. 
for ashes to thrive, right? We'll just talk about this for ashes of creation to thrive. And you want the bigger snapshot of this conversation, you know, um, check out that. I think I did a video yesterday or whatever ashes talk on this. And I know we originally sort of sparked that conversation on Sunday, but here's the thing, right? Like most, when you look at the monetization for most games that are out, right? Uh, battle passes, cosmetics, pay to convenience, pay to win. This is like very predominant, isn't it? It's like, this is it. This is the deal. This is normal. In the industry. Ashes is just going to do a no box cost. So they're not making money off the box cost at all. They're getting it from their subscription model. So barrier to entry initially with Ashes of Creation is extremely low because in order for me to get my foot in the door and find out what this game is about, I don't have to pay a box cost. I jump in, I pay $14.99 a month for the first month and I have 30 days to play as much as I want, decide for myself, I'm only out 15 bucks if I choose not to continue. If I ever wanna come back, the sub, sub cost is there, right? That's gonna cover future expansions and all that jazz. And so, you know, barrier to entry is pretty low compared to some games, but it also means that Interpret Studios is gonna to have to ensure that they are having pretty high amount of reoccurring subscriptions. Yeah. Right? Because they've already dumped, like, Stephen Shreve and his husband, they already put, put a bunch of money into it. So right out the gate, you know, there's there's a lot there, right? Now, I think they'll probably make a killing their first month or so. Longevity sake, question mark. But, you know, I mean, in a perfect world, it'd be great if Intrepid Ashes just rises to the top, shows them that, hey, making a quality game, you know, with a, a more more straightforward, no pay to convenience, pay to win elements can do well. And you don't have to like sort of play the game this way in terms of uh, being a developer, right? Game studio, AAA studios. But, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, and I'm just kind of curious in your guys' thoughts on this, but when you think about that, for longevity's sake, I mean, is it likely to really stop other companies from doing that? I highly doubt it because people are so willing to do it already especially if they've got their games they like where that's part of the culture, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Eastern yeah, audience, the problem, for example. Yeah, the problem is, it's like, so let's say they do really well, right? Mm. Uh, which I think they will. And so other people are going to be sitting around at, at around a table, most likely, and being like, can we do this, right? And they're probably going to have investors there and things, and they're going to say, well, we can, but why? Right. Because we could do that and these other things, right? And make even more money. And we don't have to hit the numbers that they hit, right? So they have really high numbers. We don't have to hit that high numbers. So that puts our game in a safer space because we're not so reliant on that many people recurring because we've got wells and we've got people doing this and that and spend all this big money. So that's what I think will happen in the industry. It won't change it. It will just at least make it a conversation piece, you know? Right. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I think the other thing, too, um, you know, mm -hmm. the thing that they need to do really well that right now it feels like Ashes is on track to do and Intrepid is on track to do is make a game of super high quality with a lot of depth, right? And that that's going to be the selling point for people jumping in and playing and continuing to play versus other games, right? If depending on what the game is, box cost or no box cost if it's not a good quality 
you're not going to get that retention either, right? You might still get like an infusion of cash up front because people are paying for what, you know, four or five months in advance with a box cost. Um, in addition to paying whatever monthly fee after that first 30 days of, you know, free play, mm -hmm. you still need to be able to sustain it. Um, you know, just look at games like World of Warcraft. They've, you know, had peaks and they've had valleys and it's not always consistent. And they have also had some avenues where it's a low barrier to entry to with trials and so on. Right. So, you know, you have that, that, um, uh, example as well but it still again comes back to you need to make a good product and if you make a good product generally doesn't matter how much that initial investment is or the ongoing investment is people will pay it um and then that's uh that's kind of the way i feel about it mm -hmm. uh and and i think i agree it's going to be conversation piece but i think there's there's another layer to that it's like not only can we do this of course we can do this do we have the chops to execute it? Yeah. Meaning execute a quality product and get it right. Again, we we don't know what we don't know about Ashes at this point. There's a lot of, you know, things that are really promising, but at the end of the day, we haven't seen the whole package pulled together. Sure. Um, but I think all signs are pointing to it would be a positive experience, right? And I think that's the thing that, you know, the industry is watching right now. Are they really going right. to make it? And then a lot of things yeah. we've seen is like you know some imitation has happened and some imitation has fallen flat because mm -hmm. they just don't have the the right level of whether it's passion whether it's skill from their you know developers whether it's investment in their quality control process you know i'm, I'm looking at you amazon um that's that's kind of where it's like okay i feel like say let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room new world right oh, yeah. new world had a lot of concepts they're like oh hey this is like ashes light it's not it's ashes but then when you really started digging into it and like mm, this is not this is like ashes like you know light gray possibly black because it's just <laughs> it's apps it's the absence of passion and color here it's the absence that's... of content yeah, yeah. exactly and, and yeah. that's because they changed their vision it um, is true if they would have just, you know, which I'm not, I wouldn't have played it, right? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have played the original Vision. I'm not going to sit here and act uh, like I would have. But neither one really appealed to me. So it's, it would have yeah. been better because that's obviously what it was designed from the ground up. And you can tell that it was when you're running around the world and you're like, wow, this is huge. You know, there's just nothing here besides it being huge. And, you know, and, you know, when you do the PvP, it is. You know, it's pretty well done. It's, uh, you know, it's not the best I've seen, but it's it's fairly well. You Certainly can tell there's a the lot worst, of yeah. But when you go and you start, like, being like, let me just go out in the world and run quests, and you realize that the quests are the exact same, like, maybe six or seven different variations forever for the whole journey, that's when you're like, oh, it's because they slapped this in real quick because they changed their vision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I would I would say, like, with, with New World, um, definitely, like, when you... When I, I got into it because of the barrier to entry, in my opinion, was low. You're just paying for the base game. Mm. There's no monthly subscription. There's no commitment. I mean, I put some time into it and it was fun, but I agree with Nathan. It's like everything started feeling the same. Very quickly, whereas like in some MMOs that I've played, 
it's lasted for a while before things got repetitive. This didn't last very long before it got super repetitive. And plus there was like I was talking about quality control. There were so many bugs that mm. were game breaking and exploitive. And there were so many things about the pacing and the other things. It just on the surface, it was like, hey, this is going to be really cool. In reality, it was a flaming bag of dog shit. And yeah. and also also I feel like their their aesthetic they decided to go with that colonial kind of style that was what the, really didn't work for me. I think that me. didn't work for a lot of people. And there's only so far you can go with that. I feel like right, like a, yeah. a real high fantasy. There's almost no limit to where you can go in armor design and stuff like that. Whereas when you go with that kind of like particular time frame that is similar to a particular time frame in the real world that you're kind of you're kind of screwing yourself unless you introduce new cultures right um then they could maybe pull it off and do some different things but like yeah that aesthetic was number one i was not even interested in the beginning because i i saw that colonial and i was like eh, it's just kind of not yeah i know it, it doesn't feel good you know yeah i didn't i wish they would have done a better me. job with the magic i think everything else i was okay with actually but the magic was like a feels bad I just and it like really kind of last minute. Am I right about that, or am I thinking of something else? What I, I don't know. It felt in? like it, whether that was the reality or our perception. I don't know. But the like the healing was like was lackluster. Jeez. I mean, you could get you know UE five assets or UE four assets off of the store, and you would do oh, a better no. job than that oh, shit. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. He's right. You're not wrong. And, I saw and, enough of that to know. I feel like you can't also I feel like Elder Scrolls Online is as low as you can go on limited action set. You cannot go no lower than I agree. I agree. Not, not if you they, want it to they, feel they, Yeah, they took it even a little lower and it's like yeah. just, it felt like it felt like boring. Like all all around, just after spending a lot of time in it, you just are bored, man. Uh you're legitimately like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, one of yeah. the things that I like from my perspective as someone who's like played a lot of MMORPGs, I've noticed it's what I've noticed with like New World. So I've noticed with the Elder Scrolls Online and there's there's only been a couple others I can think of where you've got like maybe five or six abilities that you can have, whether you can swap weapons or not. But in my experience, when the when the power creep begins to happen, games like that become much more likely to be the one to two button sort of like winning sort of build sort of thing. You're right. You're and it, right. it just, and, and ESO is like notorious for this, right? You can literally run through press one button. And then because of proc sets and stuff, you just, you don't, you don't actually need to be good at the game. You just need to put on what someone tells you, get this specific gear, get it on somehow, run around, mash the, these buttons. And, and it takes very little like thought process in terms of like strategy Right. It's really not. I mean, it's it. people could argue with me on this all day. I'm, I'm going to die defending this point. If you can run around mashing one button in an MMORPG, that's that's a, that's sad to me. That's very sad. And I think when you start where that's the case, you are you have a much higher probability of that happening when scope creep happens. And I must say, scope creep is always going to happen. That's part of the game development on like having to sort of balance along the way. Um, but when you got uh, action bar sets where you've got like, you know, 30, you know, action bar slots, maybe you've got 20 something skills in your bar or whatever, right? Like, let's say you've got uh, 24, right? Let's say with 24, two, two bars of two rows of 12, 24. It's kind of like uh, the give or take sort of standard sort of uh, snapshot of an MMORPG from my perspective. You do this. 
And then you've got like what happens when scope creep or not scope creep, but when power creep ends up happening there. You you kind of get to a point where it's like four or five. So you see how that similar thing occurs, yeah. but with the scaling being different based on you know what you're you have available to you. So I yeah. think that's like part of the problem with having like low skills like that. Yeah, and the and you can so like I, I think you're dead on, by the way, about the low, uh, and that's just gonna make it more obvious. Uh and then you got the the normal, I would say is 32, 24 to 32. hundred percent agree, yeah. But then yeah, you got the examples of going way overboard, like EverQuest 2, <laughs> where it's like your whole screen is hot bars and there's like this much of the, the game. And it's like, uh, you know, like you're, you're, you're like playing the drums over here and like you've got like pedals down below and you're hitting, you know, that <laughs> that goes too far. I do think the sweet spot. And by the way, Pantheon's doing a limit action set and it's like 12, but that doesn't count like some buffs and things. Uh but I think 24 to 32. 32 is, that's as far as you need to go. And then you're going to have to do some things like Final Fantasy XIV does to tone it back, combine some, mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that game recently as well. Like, that was one of those games where they started eventually, like, the, you know what the, the unfortunate, uh, my perspective on Final Fantasy XIV is? Is I feel bad for that game sometimes because i have a lot of respect for it but yeah. sometimes i think because they so much were trying to use world of warcraft as a framework mm. they went down some of the same they ended up developing some of the same pitfalls yeah and having to like squish uh abilities and things like that over time i think was yeah. a good example of that which yeah was one of the things that i've always viewed as being unfortunate for not only that game but for world of warcraft because mm. having that sort of choice and like all the potential like combinations that you could utilize, even though some are going to be best practices. That was like, always really nice to feel like you had options and choices based on what you enjoy. And, and, and always ideas about like, let me try new things, um, try something different, see what I can come up with. Um, that becomes less and less like viable for theory crafters when that you have to start dropping skills and abilities and all that. Yeah. And, and, and it's, there's different ways to do it. Like, I think that, like, I really like the way Pantheon's doing it, where it's like, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. But you're going to have to pick, based on the content you're doing, pick what you want on your hotbar, because mm -hmm. you only allow these to have ready, uh, available to you. And that's going to create people to come up with all kinds of theories on different content, yeah. right? And be like, hey, on this boss, this is what I do, and it works really well for me. So I was like, no, 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 it's even better if techniques you do this. Techniques too, you know? right? Because they got techniques in that one. Yeah, they got techniques, mm -hmm. and, you know, so even with only 12, there's, like, all kinds of strategy all yeah. built into there, you know? And yeah, that's that's, the, that's that nerdy stuff, man. They're not – MMOs are not trying to please nerds and geeks anymore. They're trying to please uh, regulars. Um, is that the right word? Isn't that what Reddit calls them? The regulars. Just the, no, I feel like the, it's accurate, yeah. Regular old people, you know, like your your aunt, uh, your aunt Janine, uh, you know, like why are you guys trying to please them, right? Oh, like they're boy. not they're not funding you, they're not paying for you. They might play your game and be like, oh, this is fun, I, I like this, this is cool, but they're not going to fund you. They're not going to long term yeah. keep you relevant. The geeks and nerds will. Please just make us passionate, happy, right? Like the people that are will... passionate about the game and you know all the systems and things like that, story, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that was the biggest downfall for World of Warcraft, right? It went from, yeah, man. I don't want to say being niche, because I don't think it was necessarily oh, niche, but it was, but it was, uh, oh my you gosh. That? That was, yeah, I saw that. that. <laughs> nice, Frozen. That was good, dude. Um, 
but yeah, it, it went from like being a specific, <laughs> I would say a specific type. And I don't want to say it wouldn't go so far as niche, but a specific type of gamer. Right. And then they just decided, hey, we want to make more money. So let's make this game. Oh, the favorite Blizzard word accessible. Right. <laughs> so it just it became more and more like dumbed down over the years. And it became like the leveling experience became a joke. Yeah, they had like added new things to it, but it was still like, you know, a very quick, uneventful process, right? Where you, you know, people had a billion alts. I was one of them, right? But it's still, it's like it didn't, it didn't give you like that same feel that it did when it launched because they changed their vision, yeah. right? They wanted to be more accessible. They wanted to get more revenue. That's the um, kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easier so you'll play and everyone you know will play because the bar is not set so high. You don't have to learn as much. You don't have to you don't have to work as hard to understand the mechanics. We're just gonna make it easier. So you don't have to, but you'll be in here playing what we want you to. And have you seen our shop? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, Nathan, you 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 made me think of something, man. You know, when you were talking about this game that you jumped into new world, you would jump in there and there was like these areas that were just sort of empty, nothing really filling the area. It reminds me of uh, this fantastic article I watched on uh, or read over on MMORPG about Embers Adrift and Embers Adrift. Apparently they were uh, talking about another new zone filled with some of the most rare wildlife you'll ever hear of like deer rattles, snakes, crocodiles and rabbits and shit. I'm sure I got the wrong. <laughs> Those were literally, dude. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. That was the article. We've got our fifth zone available, including all these these special mobs, and then they literally listed normal wildlife in the United States. Filled in streammmo.com. Like that's, <laughs> hey, dude. It's crazy that they keep doing it. Like <laughs> I made Nathan face <laughs> That is clip that. So that is so outrageous, man. Like it's true though. It really is. Okay, so like I I really want to give them the benefit of the doubt. So bad. Like We're come past on, that for guys. Me. You're more forgiving. On. People don't have fun killing rabbits and, and, and stuff, right? Tortoises. Like at the very beginning, like just to make you feel like a weak bastard, okay. Right, just to show you, like, you are a level one piece of crap, and we're gonna rub it in your face, you're gonna kill rabbits, you know. That's yeah. fine. I can deal with it when you're trying to. And then right. I see stuff in the distance like, ooh, one day they'll be fighting that hill giant, you know? I'm telling you. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to. I hear it. Is that a cat? Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, we've dude. rescued a couple of kittens and it sounds like they've uh, found my office today. Yeah, let's, I'm just, I'm like literally going to like see if I can find this. But they, I, I kid you not, they literally went through and listed some of the special mobs in the zone and they literally listed creatures that are outside of my home. There's right now <laughs> it was like coyotes <laughs> rabbits Dude, this is what happened deer. they went outside like, they found a deer the deer bucked and kicked him in the head and then they realized that they were a rare creature I'm they were like oh my gosh please. those things are dangerous we gotta put those in our game there it is <laughs> embers adrift offers a new look at several major changes i want to can i just go back and i want to put emphasis on these words Look at several major changes since beta began from WeWorks to of the new Skybox. And there's people standing around 
the only tree unique to its kind that's literally again like a tree that's outside dying right now <laughs> outside of my home okay and there's again there's only like a small number of people again it's fine they talked about it and they literally said right here you ready for this oh my god it's worse than i thought other notable changes include a red shore forest zone, the fifth zone in Embers Adrift, and designed for level 25 plus. The zone is home to a number of creatures, including ones native to this area, from bears, alligators, and raccoons to lizards and bugs. I'm sorry they aren't creatures. Yes, they aren't outside my level home. 20- I'm fighting bugs at level 25. Okay, alligators aren't outside my home, but everything else on that list does exist outside outside of the outside somewhere not far from me so that's true i guess they did a stat and ability rework has also happened um but Dude, uh, this is the kind of game too i just want to point out that this is the kind of mmo where time to kill is long right like true. things don't just drop so you mean to tell me i'm gonna make my Go way there. all the way to level 25 and Go find there. a grasshopper for like 30 minutes and you're gonna be beaten away on a grasshopper and he might giving you a struggle me. yes and, and the game has that mechanic where it like breaks your leg and your so friends. like i'm supposed to believe that yes. i'm fighting me and my <laughs> friends that are level 25 have went to the new zone yep. the high level zone and we're gonna be fighting grasshoppers that are breaking our legs and we're gonna have to go back to camp we're gonna have to rest and meditate and get our mana back to fight grasshoppers right um nathan yeah. uh, you're not expected to it doesn't matter whether you believe this or not this is the reality this is outrageous this is probably the biggest most stupidest thing an MMO has ever done in the history of, of, it, of MMOs. Like, it, it's, it's like the new, like it, it feels like people just running, literally trying and not having any. There's no story to tie any of this stuff together either. It's the part that kills me the most. No, wait a minute. I think I think that the story might be. You said something earlier. You were talking about a special kind of tree, and I was like, hmm, wait a minute now. Maybe this is all coming together. Yeah. Because that special tree, they chop it down. They make a table. <laughs> the table can talk. <laughs> something, something's coming together here. So the the animals, you. like, you know, relieve themselves on the tree <laughs> that provides them a magical essence. The bears. That, you know how that deer, the bears. The giant yeah, the bears. bears. That's the rare the in the deers. zone is a giant bear. Yeah, the bear. bears. That's, a, that's like the right. big things in the game. Yeah. Right? They, even in the trailer. And alligators like, probably. Those are probably going to be big, right? And I haven't probably, even seen those yet. Yeah, that'd be scary. I wouldn't want to fight an alligator in real life. So No, I'm uh, good. You know, it's probably the scariest fair. thing that I know that exists in your game, but that's fine. Aren't they supposed to make a full release this year, too, in a few months? Don't they have a few months left to, to hit that full release? No, it's not going to happen. It isn't. They got five zones full of critters. That you can literally see in our world if you go outside. It's there's why I'll go sit in my backyard and watch it, and I won't even have to beat my head against them. And I, I'm pretty sure somewhere along the way there's gonna be something more rewarding about that for me personally. Than, Can't wait to get deep down into that raid dungeon though. And you get to the end and it's all filled up and you're all like, yeah, we're gonna get the raid boss. And you get down there and and it's an antelope, and you're like, oh. Check out the oh, same look. Oh no, the stag's got glowing teeth. We need them for our glowing tooth necklace to fight the giant bear in the fifth zone at level 25 plus. I don't know if we can do it. Oh my god, it dropped regular teeth. I'm gonna have to do this shit again next week. Yeah, yeah. This is the reality. The Gotta wait for the reset. Wait for the 
<laughs> Wait for the reset. Holy shit. I just, it, it just, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a sad day for MMORPGs, which is why we need games like ones that are looking interesting. I've got a video coming out on this one on Saturday, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but soul frame is coming. It, it's they, the Warframe. All right. If you don't know Warframe, it's basically like, it's like ninjas with a sci-fi element running around killing shit in a world. You can group with your friends, go kill stuff, take names. It's a good time. I've enjoyed Warframe. Um, but there were like some rumors, like the rumor mill was sort of spitting some stuff out of space ninjas. Exactly. There's even like initially like a little emphasis on like Camelot sort of stuff too. Cause there's like this Excalibur sort of thing that's going on there, which I was like kind of appeals to like the nightly element of me, but really you're talking like ninja stuff anyway, it plays good. The games thrive for like 10 years. There's a rumor mill. that's like, we think there's going to be an MMORPG, but there's been no evidence to actually like support that. They dropped the freaking trailer. It's supposed to be, like the spiritual like counterpart or successor uh sort of like think of it like this the way they're framing it think of the demon souls and the dark souls games and then you had uh elden ring that's kind of like the reference here right is you've got warframe you're gonna have soul frame and it's gonna be an mmo with a different take a different style the video is pretty interesting and i was very curious so that one looks that looks that looks um you know appealing it's and pretty. curious and pretty and i'm i want to know you know what it gave me yeah it's definitely not a souls like game but you know what it actually it, it gave me a vibe of nathan if anybody's ever watched that video that i've shared about the 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 strings and their uh, narrative strings or the, the the threads if you will the plot threads for oh right right the corn of ocarina of time or whatever right and they were talking yeah. about like how it's the saddest story at zelda game ever and then there's like that one thread of nature in there. When I was watching that video, it gave me Bushido, like sort of not Bushido. Sorry. It gave me those vibes, right. Of like, um, Oh my God, it's escaping right now. It's killing me. Uh, but it's basically the nature element, right. We're like links going around trying to bring life back to the world. Um, and I saw that. Yeah. Are you looking it up for me? That'd be great. I'm uh, trying. Yeah. I know. Thanks, man. I, I can't remember the word offhand. It's, it's, I would be, she It's not the right word. That's the way the samurai. Um, but if I can remember it, that's, that'd be great. Um, anyway, in the, in the Ocarina of time, like links running around and part of one of the, like, you know, threads of the plot narrative, aside from the adult version and the child version is also like the nature thing. Like, you know the like honoring nature and all of that and uh that totally stood out to me as i was watching that and they, they even like reference there's like something to do with like nature and i got this sense of you know the the, the main character creature that we're or person we're watching there you know the, like these creatures are helping this person and then this person's like helping to like sort of set free and safeguard uh, yeah. creatures and i saw that and i was like that's that 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 whole theme of it that I saw resonated with me and it captivated me from like being interested in the story. So that's what I'm very curious about knowing more about in the future. But yeah, and if it's you got good it artwork. Out, it looks mm -hmm. interesting, doesn't it? It looks very different. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing you could really compare the the artwork to is maybe, I mean, unfortunately, because it's really probably doesn't make sense but like just artwork speaking um elden ring right like same kind of feeling on the vibe of the way that they've uh, got armor and 
everything. Um, but just maybe a little bit more medievalish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's probably going to be a heavy hitter because uh, Warframe is epic. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like really, it's a really good game, man. And uh, I, I, I've, I've played it a couple times, um, but I just, I didn't ever really get to play it as much as I wanted to. And this is killing me that I don't know the word right now, but this is like driving me nuts. And I've got to find it. And of course, it's not here. Yeah, it's, right uh, it's gonna, it's gonna kill me anyway. We'll, we'll figure it out. Welcome in, friends. I see you in chat, man. Um, so let's go ahead and while I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll take a look so I can find the damn word while we're doing this. But I think this is a good segue for Nathan to sort of like there was a update today. This mm. is kind of a big one for Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. Um, this is this is like I mean I have I have like something coming up and I'm gonna kind of like express the bigger my bigger perspective on this. But my overall sense around Pantheon is my big concern with that game. Um, Ashes of Creations funded, right? You got you got rich guys that have the wealth to ensure it it launches, right? Awesome, right? Talk about a hell of a safety net, and you're not answering to boards, right? Um, Pantheon does not have that, and one of my fears for that game has been it looks like it has potential. It there's there's a good chance for this game. I think it could be great for the genre, but it makes me nervous because this game does not have. Uh, really, from my perspective, the kind of funding it's going to need to bring it all the way, all and, the way. and deliver on all that vision that it's got there, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what I believe it needs in order to really get to that launch. Because I think when it gets to launch, the chances of it thriving, it'll start out and it'll slowly gain some momentum, especially for the old, the the people who like the old school MMORPG vibe, right? Um, yeah. But they got some big funding. Yeah, I think we're, I think yeah. we're looking at a 300 to 500,000 population somewhere in there. If it does better than that, then I would say it's probably more of a success than they thought it would be. Yeah. Um, I think that that was somewhere in the ballpark of the, the kind of range it's probably looking at. Uh, Probably not. This is going to hurt some people's feelings that are fans, but probably not like two, three, four million that probably ashes is probably going to get. Right. Uh, I agree. But they don't need that big for Pantheon. Uh, it doesn't have as big of an overhead, et cetera. True. Uh, but recent, well, today, actually, uh, they they announced, and they've had, this is not the first time. This isn't all the money, right? Uh, they're mostly crowdfunded, so most of their money comes from pledges, um, et cetera. But uh, they've also had some singular investors, right? People mm-hmm. just come in and say, hey, I believe in your project. want to make sure it makes it, so here's a, a, a few million or what have you. Well, they recently got another big one, which was 2 point, um, uh, I think 2.4 million Um recently yep. uh, they also just hired the legendary programmer uh uh, uh onto their team I want you to, way, the, yeah talk about that yeah too. this guy was the guy that brad mcquade who set the vision for this who was the visionary for everquest vanguard saga of heroes and then pantheon um he he basically uh originally was just like a, a, a what you would call a basement developer back in the 90s right he made a game called uh war wizard and that game a little niche, a little made-in-the-basement kind of RPG got the attention of Sony Online, and they were like, hey, we're wanting to make this new thing, this MMO thing. So they brought him on, him and his friend, Steve Clover, who helped to make that game, on board. And Steve Clover actually named EverQuest and was uh, their senior programmer. 
etc. And then when Brad McClay went to Vanguard, he brought Steve Clover with him. Like that's his that's his guy, right? Oh, uh, Brad- I pause real quick. I just remembered it before I forget. It's Shintoism. That was it. I didn't even have to find oh, it. Look it up. I would have never. I would have never. That, yeah, I was sorry. on a totally different wave. I would have never. That was that. it. Okay. Yeah, it has to do with uh, the developer. Anyway, going ahead. But Shintoism is the word I was looking for. Everybody, there for, we go. For the Zelda reference. Well, I'm glad you found it. That would have never dude. I was looking uh, for it, and then I came to my mind before I got there, and I was like, "God oh, damn it!" Anyway. Uh, but but so he brought him as Steve Clover, and now mm. Brad McQuaid's passed. He got Pantheon going, set up the design documents, etc., and the vision, and then he's passed away. Well, Steve Clover's joined. He he came and said, "I want to be a part of this." Uh, so he's now uh, one of their lead programmers. That's Good. excellent news um, because. It was already yeah. feeling like those games, right? The feeling, the core. Uh, so now they got that guy who's been involved in all the ones uh, for those kind of uh, MMO players. And on top of that, today they officially announced something that's been a hot topic for Pantheon, which is the death penalty. Because some of the old school people, they like their corpse run, right? When that's True. where you die. All your stuff's on the corpse. And you got to go back and you got you to gotta get your stuff back on your corpse. And EverQuest originally butt naked, right? Which was difficult uh <laughs> pantheon knows that like dude you can't do that in 2022 exactly we can try to kind of replicate a feeling like that so here's the new death penalty this is really in this is really genius um right. so you die well first of all when you hit zero health it's like D uh or actually i hate to say this game because i hate it but guild wars 2 does a similar system you hit zero health you're on the ground you're prone oh yes right you can do, you can move, right? It's not like Guild Wars 2, you get these special actions trying to around. fight your way out of it. It's not like that. Yeah. Uh, you're on the ground, people can heal you, and if they're fast enough, they can get you back up, right? Um, if not, well, well, while you're down, uh, there will be limited things you can do, and they haven't gotten into that. Interesting. But one of the things you can do is you can slowly try to crawl somewhere, right? But you got to be tactical about it because you're going to be bleeding out. Whoa. So faster if you move. So you either buy yourself more time by staying still or try to crawl somewhere safer, but you're going to die faster, right? So you got to make that decision. Now, if you get back up, then, you know, you're back up. uh, Guild Wars 2 very much. And they give you one one time in a battle, right, that when you go down, your threat goes to the bottom of the threat list. So if you're a tank, that changes tanking. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Wow. But if somebody gets you back up and you die again, the mobs remember it now. And they're like, no, we're killing them this time. <laughs> right? So you get that little that little grace period. Now, when you die, though, your corpse does stay. You you lose experience. You take armor, you know, durability loss. You need, you'll want to get back to your corpse because, first of all, you do spawn back with your equipment. So, you know, you, everything okay. you're wearing, your weapons are on you. But everything else, your coin, any items you're carrying are sitting on that body, right? So you'll want to get back to get your stuff back and to get some experience back because you get an experience loss. But you don't just get the experience back for getting your body. It goes into a little reservoir. And let's say it's 200 XP, right? Okay. So every time you kill a mob after that, you get a little bonus from your reservoir until you get it all back. Okay, yeah. interesting. If you die lots of times, it reservoir gets so it's, bigger. It's kind of like it, it's kind of like uh, enlightenment or uh, rested XP. Yes, until yes. you work it off. Okay, except for it degrades over time. So okay, uh, if you just if you're just like eh, I'll get it next week, on a timer it, sort it's of, it's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. You won't get it back. Okay, um, and what else? What else? Um, 
yeah, so that's that's pretty much there's probably more that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but that's basically how they're gonna do it. Which oh, oh, what if you can't get to your corpse? So first of all, people can drag your corpse. So if it's in a weird spot, <laughs> you can use magic, featherfall, whatever, get to you, drag your corpse somewhere where you can get to it. But what if you don't have nobody to help you? Well, you can go to these faction of people and you can say, summon my corpse and cost in-game money, right? Okay. Gold. They'll summon it, but because everybody would do that if there wasn't a but, but something on your corpse isn't going to make it, right? Oh. So you're going to lose something random. Oh, interesting. So uh, there's, I like it. I think that's a good way to mm. modernize and make it still fun Cost, and not. Yeah. It's in between, like, I don't care that I died and I'm rage quitting and never playing again. It's like in the middle of that. You know what True. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought so, that's pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, someone who probably loots a lot. Um, You'll want to be going to the bank. That's what people who loot a lot want to do. You get to town, you're going to be <laughs> dropping your loot in a bank. Like, hey, dude, I ain't, I ain't take no chances. Good stuff. I'm not bringing this with me. So, yeah, so I guess if you loot a lot of valuable stuff, you probably need to, like, be careful what you're carrying. If you die and you end up needing to have them pull your corpse, because, like, some of the precious loot that you've managed to store on hand may not make it. And that would be really unfortunate for uh, yeah. your endeavors. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I like the idea about how, cause it sounds very much like Guild Wars too. Like when you get down, you're sitting there and you can like, there's even like an ability that like allows you to damage people. Um, they can come over and like do the finishing move on you in Guild Wars too. This one sounds like, you know, like I, I like the idea behind like uh, that could be an interesting way if a tank's about to go down. There could be interesting strategy there if you got like a yeah. tank and an off tank, and a tank's going to trade off anyway. And maybe you're carrying a lot of dots, and you need to clear your your dots or something. And you also need to swap tank targets anyway. You just die, and then someone gets you up, and then when you pick it back up, potentially on the next next time you got to grab it you might only be able to do it once though so that'd be interesting when you think about the longevity of a fight people will do those things. oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, i would absolutely. totally do that yeah, i would be like let's yeah. time it right and when you need to drop all those stacks that's doing a ton of incremental damage to you we'll just you'll take it to the face off tank will pick it back up you've cleared your stacks we can get away with it once till we got to do it again that's actually a really fun and interesting mechanic to like use in a raid because as a theory crafter and as someone who enjoys raiding, like I think of that as like sort of like in the domain of battle reses. Like it's one thing you can get away with, but the boss and or mobs are going to be able to like recognize that you've done that once. So you can't get away with it the next time. That's interesting to factor something, uh, something like that in where player agency is involved into like raid mechanics and, and everything and group mechanics and, and sort of strategy. Um, to where you only get one because like when you think of battle res as in like world of warcraft you've only got a limited number for that uh mm -hmm. for that particular fight engagement to where you'd have to wipe and, and have that refresh again so that's interesting i like that pretty good pretty good i thought yeah that's actually really interesting it's good to see that pantheon's actually you know getting a little bit more uh like support because there was a, there was like i mean the earlier part of this year they've had some good updates but there really wasn't any like mention of additional revenue or anything like yeah. that and i was kind of yeah. going yeah yeah they're kind of they so when they were working on the network because steve kohler's yeah. been on the team for a while they just waited to announce it right and mm. um and you don't know how long since they got that investor either True. Um, so 
they they play their cards right. They were like, hey, we're working on the network. We're just gonna, you know what I mean? We're just mm-hmm. gonna work on the network for now and make it right. And these cool things are happening, but why hype everybody up until we got a lot to show? And you know, recently they shut off the world, which has been updated drastically. Um, it's looking really freaking good. And then the, and then they're like, oh, and Steve Clover. Oh, now we got this investor. And then they've got Co Carnage stream coming up here next week. Where right. who knows what they'll. Yeah, they've had him on board to help with the promotion of that for a while too. Um, we've got like a couple topics related to the MMOs that we're going to talk about uh, to kind of wrap up today's show. Um, and then we, we want to talk about this one right here. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, man. I have, I've only done like, I think one coverage on this thus far. And I'm actually legitimately interested in this one uh, just because, I, look, I like JK Rowling's like Wizarding World. I think it, from a, from a story uh, world building perspective she's just done some phenomenal things um over time she's just grown that that ip and like that world's just gotten bigger and bigger and there's even more history to like look forward to and i think i think realistically that you know knock on wood i, I think until the end of her day she's going to continue to like build and build upon it so i think by the time you know her time comes there's going to be this like massive world that's been built and built upon a lot like tolkien had done um and i think i think that you know as far as the wizarding world people are always going to know what that means just like they're always going to know what lord of the rings means and so um this game specifically has looked really good um I, i'm very interested in uh you know just just basically getting out there beyond the hogwarts territory and sort of exploring these other areas and creatures and just magical realms and seeing some things that is just a very different snapshot of like the world of magic that is her world so they they released in uh something about the uh, legacy spells hud secrets here which was pretty interesting um I, i just love that the first shot is like that green and like red magic connecting because that just is so reminiscent of voldemort versus harry and like the death spell that he's like trying to hold back you know it's just that's very very cool so uh, yeah long and short of it I, i'm pretty stoked to see this and and to see them like sort of like elaborate a little bit more on some of their spells but the basically here it is they talk about the bottom right hand corner of the screen fans can see the four icons that are presumably representing different hogwarts legacy spells um and that they will have them at their disposal and one even appears beyond cooldown. So this HUD that they're actually kind of showcasing here at legacy spells, it's things like, I think these are some of the confirmed and teased spells. So this is just in case if you're, if you like Hogwarts stuff, Harry Potter, the wizarding world, um, you might, you might know some of these by name. What are the legacy spells? Well, stupefy, for example, right? Expelliarmus, that's one. Um, Lumos, Incendio, yeah. right? There's one for petrifying. There's like a bunch of these, right? Where's the one? Leviosa. It's called Wingari- Wingardium Leviosa. It's the one that's like levitating spell, right? So these are a lot of the, um, the legacy spells. So th- some of these were caught. And this is a list that I'm looking at here of like, what, 12 or something like that? Confirm spells teasers. I'm gonna link this one too off game. We're at it's Leviosa. Yeah, 
Leviosa. Yeah, I was literally thinking <laughs> that too. <laughs> Leviosa. Freaking Hermione, man. Where's Where's Emma Watson? I need right. I needed. You know, <laughs> I need I need a pronunciation. So it's pretty cool though, because there's like those spells, but then there's like other things that I think are going to be craftable in terms of like. I'm just curious with the magic because. One thing that I've been curious about with this is this takes place prior to all the stuff in Harry Potter or things with Grindelwald or whatever or Dumbledore and all that. So this is before all that. But remember the Half-Blood Prince, which is Severus Snape, right? He, if you remember, he was creating his own spells like he created spells and like Harry, like tried to use one of his own against him. Right. And so like clearly like spellcrafting's a thing. So I'm actually low key really hoping that we get to see like spellcrafting in this game because that would be point. freaking cool. And then you got like legacy spells, which are the bread and butter stuff, which would be pretty awesome. Do you so. do you think because I, I don't remember seeing this mm. in the trailers or anything. Do you think there'll be like a in between, um, you know, like classes like uh, in between years? Do you think we'll go back mm. to like. Uh, the muggle muggle world for a little while. No, man, that's a good question because I didn't expect that we were going to have like Hermione or like Ron or any yeah. of them, but the earlier previews for Hogwarts, you had them like down in the caves of the, the, um, what is it? It's the caves of the, uh, the damn bank or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the bank. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the vault. Yeah. And they were like yeah. doing like some tutorial stuff or whatever. So I don't know how much of this like back and forth we might get in story. They really haven't shown us a whole lot, but yeah, I'm really curious about what, what snapshots we'll get to see and just if we'll do any like bouncing around in time. Cause the only thing I've seen is there was like that snapshot. Then there was like the teaser video, which was like showcasing different areas in the world. And then they talked about like the systems that they had and there was like alchemy and then there was like um the different areas of like hogwarts and then you had um like your wardrobe area and stuff and it sort of had a bit of a housing vibe going on so you're like well this is really cool but they didn't get into details about like you know any other real deep stuff they only were really showcasing mechanics in, in regard to like how you use your wand how combat's oriented and stuff like that so um this game's due to come out at the end of the year, though. So curious. But yeah, I was glad to see that. That was a really fun one to, uh, to kind of like toss up there and share. Okay. Here's our two pinnacle questions of the evening. Now, these are both off of MMRPG.com. I like when they post these types of articles. These are the types of like random articles that we usually, uh, or at least I tend to uh bring up randomly when talking about ash as a creationist development we'll just kind of like pose random questions sometimes and i saw them doing this over there and i was like well that's kind of cool that they're doing that on uh, the mmrpg website so one was when we had on the list from last week which we'll do last because i think that's a good way to kind of end today's show but streamlining quests was one of the um the ones the more recent ones they did and this is literally as of today and i was like oh perfect and the question was, should more MMOs revamp older quest lines to make them more streamlined? And I think it's pretty self-explanatory because I was thinking to myself when I read that, what game do you think stood out to me the most? Final Fantasy XIV. Absolutely, homie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that needed to be done. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. 
<laughs> Did it need it? I think sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. I think it depends on what your journey looks like to the player, right? If your journey is people are complaining about it, right? Like Final Fantasy XIV where people are like, oh, dear God, you just got to make it through this horrible mess. Uh-huh. And yeah, you need to streamline it, right? But if that's part of the journey, like World of Warcraft streamlined a little too much maybe um, mm-hmm. in different ways, but... Uh, you know, the, they kind of ruined the journey in that case. Uh, so I think it just depends on, you know, your community and and what is it, what is the meat and potatoes of your game, right? Are people mm-hmm. having a lot of fun with the journey? Then maybe don't streamline it. They're dreading it up to a certain point, then streamline that part, you know? That's how I feel. Yeah, what about you, Daedalus? Yeah, I, I yeah, my point of reference is, you know, Squarely and WoW, and I have to say I've played like you know, at the time, the new player experience. And it does, it, it does in my, like my case, like ruin a little bit of the nostalgia and doing that. And I mean, granted, you know, there were definitely like, you know, to Nathan's point, there's things that maybe could have used streamlining that I was okay with, but others that didn't. And I think it's definitely like a listening to your community situation. I, I could go either way, um, but I generally was like, if you're going to do it, try to do it right the first time and like really be mindful on what that experience is going to look like um, as opposed to going back and reworking it. But that that might be hindsight, you know, being 2020 there. It's just it's difficult to kind of anticipate that. But I think it comes down to like a lot of testing and and really kind of taking a hard look at your design and 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 making your design modular enough where you can like during those you know development processes be able to do that right um so it it just takes a lot of preparation this one thing that i you know when i think of like the mmo experience and like development in general right i i think of what i'm hearing with intrepid and what they're doing and how they're like really focusing on what their pipeline is looking like first and i'm i'm sure there are other mmos that do that but i felt like in the case of this say world of warcraft right there was a lot of factors but a lot of it was they didn't necessarily have the right pipeline to begin with and they didn't really know it until it was too late to go and change something um so yeah um so that would be my opinion i think sometimes mmos just need to make a new experience for players right like not forced on them. just like hey here's some new zones with the new expansion and one section of the zone is for new players right like memos don't do that anymore hardly uh very rare yeah. that they're like here's a brand new progression path and new content for high level players like and it's optional it's not now every new player has to do it this way right. um it's just a new one you know so it kind of refreshes like yeah i want to start a new character i'll try out the uh try out the new newbie area you know and that progression path we don't really have very many like choose your own progression paths anymore it's like everybody does the same route because that's the one built for you to do yeah i I think i agree i think it depends on the game and also meat hooks how shameful sir (laughs) well wow i think it made sense because the game is for degenerates what the hell Right, Lotro is for refined gentlemen and ladies. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying <laughs> I, there's a part of me that feels personally attacked, and that is not confirmation of anything. 
There's not confirmation about anything. I played World of Warcraft. I will let you know I was a refined gentleman. <laughs> oh, well, most of the time in that game. You know what? Everyone's a degenerate once in a while. It's like, yeah, I just think of it. It's night. like the sex pain. It's the sex panther theory. It's everybody's a gen- degenerate 60% of the time, all the time. You know what I'm it's saying? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they grow out of it. Sometimes they don't, you know? Yeah, it's it's a fair point. I mean, and, and sometimes it's just you know it's an uh, it's a false narrative that's that's kind of painted against you, and and uh, that's just you know I think it's important to rely on facts and evidence as opposed to what people just say about other human beings. Sometimes I mean that probably doesn't really be, it doesn't really reference anything specifically here. I just think it's really important to think about that from time to time. Kind of ask yourself if that's what you're doing, um, if you're making good life choices or um, reflecting on people that you know and you consider a friend in a positive manner. Um, why are people laughing in chat right now? Not, I will say this: nothing will this? make you. Nothing will make you feel more like a degenerate than what happened to me today. Where what happened? My, my my mortgage representative called me, and I had to explain my new career path. I felt like such a degenerate trying to explain to him what I was doing now, because um, he was like, oh, "You switched careers." I'm like, "Yes, I did." And I was like, "Please don't ask any questions. I don't want to. I don't want to have to explain what I do for a living." Now. Let's go. Let's talk about and the conversation. Actually, it went okay, but I felt really bad when I was trying to explain oh, to him. So I was trying to. I was trying no. to say it like a way, you know, because like this is a mortgage guy, like. Could screw me over pretty bad right now. So I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm doing some uh, freelance kind of uh, content kind of creation." And he was, and he sat there for a while, and he was like, "Are you like YouTube?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, did you tell like your YouTube. channel name? <laughs> yeah, he was like, yes, dude, "Dude, thanks for your channel name, bro." He's like, "I've always wanted to do that. I've always." And so now he's gonna watch cringe for my freaking mortgage threat. holy shit you imagine saying that stuff to somebody who's like i don't get it and then they go look it up later and then you get a call and they're like sir i don't know that we can do this alone there's some things that just came up um when looking at your application um we see that you like to dress up as a plant and things i I just i don't know you were talking about shower juice and you had like (laughs) tape crossed over your man nips hey you gotta mention the shower juices man (laughs) he's like like I'm selling some products, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't think people understand. We're joking about shower juice. Nathan has an actual commercial of him using his shower juice, skin and everything. Seven day musk. <laughs> seven day musk. So you it's wanna... a real thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a legit thing. If you're into that, um, which I'm not confirming or denying anything about. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how about it let's talk about this this is an article that we didn't get to actually talk about last week and it feels like a really good one to end on how do you cope with mmorpg burnout this i think is a twofold topic point because one i think if we're waiting for an mmorpg and we're playing something else to sort of like say that that like kind of craving for that type of a game. Sometimes we can go and I think it's easy to burn out playing something where there's like a grind involved. You're no lifing it. And I think, I think there's like a cautionary tale in that both if it's the game you love playing and you don't want to burn out, or if you're playing one and you don't want to burn out before you get to the one you're waiting on. Cause then maybe you're just like, ah, I feel kind of tired from kind of really investing a lot already in something right up until this. But I think that's a good question because, like, how do you manage 
avoiding that. And I think it's different for everybody, but like, what, what about you guys? What do you think about that? I mean, I don't know. It's pretty simple for me. I just stop playing for a while. Just take a break. I think that's something that I've done in a lot of, and one of the things too, that I, I did, um, I did find interesting about the article as well is that, you know, this, player plays a lot of different MMOs at the same time and I, I uh, or at least a lot of different games at the same time and I tend to do that, that too except with MMOs um like like the author did as well I know there's certain MMOs I might like focus on and play because like hey I want to progress in that particular MMO but I have played like a couple of MMOs at a time too it just really depends um but as far as like generally i'm just taking breaks or i'm playing single player game or i'm like going out and doing stuff and just like you know getting my groove back um and sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't it just depends on the game mm-hmm. yeah i game hop um you know like i'm streaming eq1 yeah. eq2 vanguard um uh lotro i think you do that too lotro world of warcraft, warcraft classic. classic so i'm just rotating through the week so I'm always excited when I get uh, back to each one of them, right? I get like, that. Oh, cool, it's Vanguard Day. Oh, cool, it's Wild yeah, Day. So you're waiting for it. That that helps, but everybody can't do that. Uh, yeah. So I just say for normal people that can't do that, then just just take a break. Yeah, if you're starting to feel it, come on, then just go play Elden Ring for a while. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm just using Elden Ring. Anything, yeah. That that's my break. Like I'm not streaming. I'm just playing Elden Ring and I'm cool. This is for me. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna yeah. advocate for the people that are like that have been like me, that are like, oh, but I'm like really dedicated to an arena season or raiding. Cause I've been there, man. Those people, they I hear you all, because some of y'all would be like, I can't just do that. So True. I agree. Taking breaks is important. I mean, how, when we started the show off today, I talked about taking a break from doing content creation and all that stuff because it's important for me to recharge. Um, I'm not in the place where I was once upon a time with with gaming now, though, right, to where I used to literally it was like every day I got on. I did dailies or I did a rep grind or I played an alt. I, there was a period where I did that, right? I know life to game where that was literally what I, I spent multiple hours doing every single day. And there's nothing wrong with that. But with someone like me who played like that, I pushed for pre- prestige too. I mean, if you look at the list of games I've done, I've had head of the curves in world of Warcraft, right? Got server first kills, um, got like top us rating, did uh, top, U.S. rating in like SWOTOR and World of Warcraft, got former Emperor in freaking ESO, did did some of the top end rating in that when it first launched um, in the beginning, right? So, but the thing is, is if you if you have that playstyle and you're always pushing forward, you you're you're constantly on the grind, right? But the thing is, is even in that dynamic, if that's your dynamic and you're not a place like where I am now, or maybe where some of we are, where we we take a day, we take a week, we take a break, we rotate games or whatever, I think it's really important to like go. There's a point in my day where. I give myself a break between all the things and it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, it could be half an hour Yeah, where you break away from the computer technology, 
um, just sort of get outside, fresh air, right? Read a book, read a chapter of a book at night before you crash or something. It really goes into like self-care. I think if you've got a decent balance of self-care while you're like a real, you know, a real tryharder, like, hey, no judgment. I I am guilty, hardcore guilty of that in the in past like 20 years of of gaming. Um, I think if you can do that, that can help you to manage um, burnout. And I also think just even if you don't rotate through games too frequently or take a big break, um, if you can just man, have a little bit of self-care and you can also like just jump into something fun where grinding isn't an expectation, like maybe uh, jump into like a few matches with some homies on a Saturday night doing some COD or something. And you, you jump yeah. in, you just run in there, you shoot the shit, you jump into a MOBA, you, you play a, a you know, an RPG game or, or something chill or Elden Ring you can jump in there and Hey, you can try hard that, but it's a, it's a different change of pace where you don't have the same wheels like MMOs have. Yeah. They'll have wheels of maintenance if and a lot of the time. And, and even if the game itself inherently doesn't have that built in, we'll create that as people that are tryhards. Or we've got to get they, on that. Yeah, they'll make it. Yeah, they'll make it happen even if mm-hmm. it's not built in. Yeah, and another another thing as you were describing that that you could do is like, let's say you're playing uh, insert MMO here and you're on a schedule and you have a static and you need to meet these obligations, et cetera. So it's kind of hard for you to just stop. You know, um, just take a like five minutes and Google up an update for Embers Adrift and read it, and then you'll be so happy to go back to your game that you'll just be you'll be refreshed. <laughs> you ain't wrong, man. That's, that's a really, really good point. There's really never a bad time to, to give them a jab at that. Or, 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 you know, and if you're feeling like you're getting old on doing that one, look up the vision statement of Dreamworld. Yeah. <laughs> Or the video where he's showing like how they're so productive and he forgot to rip off the freaking film off the monitor. So like obviously he just set this off right. as something that no work at all in here. Yeah. Or you know, talked about there's a Kickstarter video. My wife left me, my girlfriend left me, my dog left me, whatever all the stuff was that yeah, left so him. Please. So please give me money. So Jeez. I can make it It's a true story, man. Um yeah, that's 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 uh those are true words have never been spoken. Um, what are you all looking forward to playing this week? I know we're going to have a community night here tomorrow um, here in this community. I think I think it's looking like be rising based on what everybody was saying. It seems like the people that said they're going to be down to play, that seemed to be the easiest to jump into. I think we'll probably do that tomorrow. And then we've only got one boss left in that. Um, he's a he's a fucking beast of a boss, though. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yep. That's an interesting fight, man. So I think we got that. And then after that, I think we might be cycling back into Lotro and probably bounce between that and City of Heroes for a while or something. What about what about you guys? Uh, that sounds like a plan to me. I'm I'm down for some community night. I haven't really yeah. played in anything else. I finished, like I said, uh, I think I finished out uh, Control, but I haven't really looked at. I might download Warframe because it's been like oh, a that- while since I played that, just to like free. jump into it and see how it's going. Yeah, it's free and. I think the last time I kind of gave up on it, there was like some sort of account linkage issue. Yeah. So hopefully that got fixed now. But we could talk. I'm that looking in to do that. Night, dude, we should do that because it's free to play too. I don't know why I never yeah. do that. I'm just gonna yeah, I mean, if I can get it to work, yeah, I'm down. So that's that's what I'm gonna try to work on yeah. tonight here after the show. Also, Skyrim multiplayer. Actually, I don't want to forget about that. Armored Solid shared that recently. 
Yeah, you can either play it right now, which it's available, or you guys can just wait a couple of months when they release the multiplayer edition. Uh, oh my god, dude! Right? Oh man, it's up dude. to you. You know, whatever you want to do. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week, man. It's gonna be good. And by the way, I missed y'all, man. It was it was I was definitely fiending for some like roundtable discussion. Um, I did like one week off of uh, Ashes Pathfinders, and then two for this. And man, this one, this one, there's been a lot of stuff kind of waiting to chat about. But it was really good to get back on and chat with everybody and talk about all the things and definitely looking forward to next week. We're going to do one more next Thursday. Uh, and then we'll go to every other week, uh, with our schedule for, for next month. So we'll, we'll stay tuned. We'll update you then, but gentlemen, good time. Uh, thank you all for, there's the link. If you're interested in following my project, the master's core, the links are in chat right there. Um, but yeah, gentlemen, go ahead and shout out your domains, Nathan Daedalus. Let people know where they can find you when you're not on the show. Yeah. On YouTube, the Nathan Napalm, um, Come check me out. I stream daily and do stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, you so are. You're, you're active, man, now that you're doing it full time. So definitely. Yeah, you, and you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. Finger guns included. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Finger guns included. Yo, friends, we might be at the end of the podcast today. But remember, uh, you all are greatly appreciated um, joining the party all the time. We've been doing this 83 episodes as of today. So we're on our way. And, uh, you know, be sure to go follow on social so you don't miss when the podcast is live. It's generally every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central. Um, and we're always looking for more to join the party, right? Rants of plenty. Until next week, y'all live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll catch up with you real soon, friends.